Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500. Welcome back from Thanksgiving, everybody. Hopefully, you all had something to be thankful for, whatever that might be. Hopefully, uh, you celebrated with you and yours. And uh, we're here back for the uh, broadcasting extravaganza. We could do the six, seven, eight hours today. There's that much material. There's a lot of stuff going on. We've got uh, D. Dowd Muska joining us uh, remotely from across the uh, plain, the fruited plain of New Mexico. The fruited plain full of stuff. I don't know if I need to take uh, another life insurance policy out at this point. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I need to go ahead and, you know, uh, bar the doors. Uh, it, it's a difficult time as far as crime is concerned. I think Albuquerque Raw, BQ Raw is reporting 138 homicides. We're officially at 118, 530, uh, bottom of second hour. Uh, Dowd, uh, we'll go ahead and get into all that stat and everything else with Murder Mike, but there is a lot to get to here on today's show. And, uh, before we, uh, let, uh, Dowd take a, uh, a siesta for the first hour, we got Greg Nelly here. Uh, we're going to just uh, really introduce the whole, uh, spin launch thing, uh, that is, is really a big story, D. Dowd Muska, and you released it today. We'll get into that now. It is, it is. But, uh, uh, give us a, a preview of what we had to look, uh, look forward to today. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of folks probably remember that there was this company called Virgin Galactic. I think we're observing it, uh, not well, actually an accelerating pace of it dying and all the promises made to us uh, coming up on almost 20 years ago, or at least 15 years ago, uh, falling apart. Well, we, there's a new kid in town. You know that, that wonderful line? I, I always say it's the best lyric in the American songbook. They will never forget you till somebody new comes along. Uh, we've got somebody new at Spaceport America, and all the usual suspects are touting this company as uh, innovative and you know the next big thing in space, and it's called Spin Launch. I've been doing for the last couple of weeks a deep, deep dive into this company, and the more you look, the scarier it gets for taxpayers, uh, Mr. Aragon. So right. uh, I just posted, I don't know, five, ten minutes ago, it went up on rockoftalk.chat, which you Mr. and Mrs. New Mexican uh, need to subscribe to less than 20 cents a day, and you can read all of my research. The title is More Spin Than Launch? Question mark. Yeah, well, so it is, uh, uh, and uh, ironically named, and we'll talk about why later, because there is no spin in the spin launch, so there's some fascinating video and all that. So Dad will be joining us uh, for hour two and three, full three hours uh, here for today. We'll also get into Galene Maxwell and, uh, well, uh, how New Mexico went and uh, went away very quickly in the Ghislaine Maxwell uh, trial. We'll also get into the Richard Branson Virgin Galactic. Uh, Dowd, uh, today is the day. There it is. Uh, you have finally reached the, the point where your stock is less than what you bought it for. For all of those people crowing about how poor I am, from day one, ladies and gentlemen, I've said it was a goof investment. I said I bought one share. <laughs> yes, I am now underwater. I bought it at 1650, and I'm officially underwater. Um, I've always said my retirement income is based on my 199 IQ nephew who will be paying all my bills. Uh, I just want the stock certificate on my wall when I'm an old man. I can look at it and smile. It was never a real investment. Don't ever trust anything I say when it comes to the markets, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. All right, Dowd is back uh, for hour two. He's wrapping up a big one, and we'll uh, bring him back. Uh, we've got uh, Greg Zanetti, who is running for governor of the great state of New Mexico. How great? Well, not very uh, here in our 113 years, but I'm glad to have him on board here this afternoon because the markets tanked on uh, Friday. But oh, yeah. really what we've been talking about 
Uh, and it's really, you know, not missing on so many of us, uh, Mr. Zanetti, uh, is the fact that we have inflation, which is driving everything up. We all have more money, but we're spending a lot more of it. We see, you know, some commodities upwards of 20, 30%. Uh, we see groceries have never been this expensive. Right. I mean, it, uh, rents are up uh, year over year here in the state of New Mexico. Uh, 23% for rentals, 21% right. for home prices. Uh, this is completely and totally unsustainable. And we have something called stagflation that could be creeping in as well. Well, and it might, it might go even, even further. But Eddie, we talked about this several months ago, and it was, we thought all this money printing would end badly. Yep. And we said once that happened, it would spill out into the streets. Yeah. And how did you lead today? Well, how many murders are we up to now? Yeah. What's happening with the homeless encampments? Right. The break-ins, and you're seeing the flash mobs and the organized looting of stores, and no one's doing anything about it. And so it is what we predicted would happen. And now I hate to you know, be the bearer of bad news for your listeners out there, but with this administration, both at the national level and at the state level, it's hard to see a way that this is going to reverse. So, you know, I usually start very big yep. and then we bring it down to New Mexico. So I want your listeners to grasp the really big picture here. And it's much bigger than what Vice President Kamala Harris said. Well, we have inflation because prices are going up. And everybody just stared at her like, oh, OK, thank you for the deep analysis. Yep. But I'm not going to take you back. I've got to take you back a little ways. You and I have talked about what really backs the dollar is oil. Mm -hmm. Remember that? We've talked about the petrodollar deal. We came off the gold standard in the early 1970s. Mm -hmm. Since then, the world has traded oil in dollars on a deal that we made with the Saudis back in the early 70s. Right. That said, all right, we will protect the kingdom with our Navy, our Army, our Navy, our Air Force Marines. You guys are lousy at it. We're good at it in exchange you trade oil in dollars. Don't take British, um, you know, pounds or Japanese yen. Okay, now if you were French, you had to turn in your French francs or now your euros. Then you got dollars. Then you got your energy. So this became known as the petrodollar deal, petro for petroleum. And this has been in place, again, for about five decades. I'm going to take you back now to uh, late July. And Biden asked the Saudis to open their oil spigots. Yeah, he did. And what did they tell him to do? Pound oh, sand. Yeah, they're not going to do it. Right. Step two. In August, Afghanistan fell in that grotesque and horrible and tragic way that we all watched. It's now left the news. Yeah. But now, Eddie, put yourself in Saudi Arabia's shoes. And a little bit of this is to review, but your listeners got to know this. Uh, picture a map of the Middle East. Put Saudi Arabia in the middle. Go to the east. Afghanistan has fallen and Pakistan's not with us. Iran's not with us and Iraq's not with us. Come over the top. Is Turkey with us? No. How about down the west side? Syria's not with us. Uh, Lebanon's basically Hezbollah. They're not with yeah. us. Now come underneath to Yemen. Yemen's firing missiles into Saudi Arabia on a weekly basis. The Saudis are saying, we're surrounded. You guys said you would protect us and you're not. So what happened on August 24th? The Saudis invited the Russians in, and they signed a mutual defense cooperation pact. Wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to do this. All right. So what did we do? In the week of 9-11, during the commemoration, we started releasing the documents that show Saudi complicity in the 9-11 attacks. Then what did we do? Remarkably, we asked them to open the oil spigots again. They told us no. 
And then we started removing our Patriot missile batteries from the Arabian Peninsula. Eddie, the petrodollar deal is collapsing right before our eyes. And so you don't have to be an economist to figure this out. If you're French or German or Japanese and you don't have to use dollars to buy your oil, you can use your own currency. You're going to use your own currency. So demand for dollars is falling. While supply of dollars, we're printing them like crazy. And we just did what the infrastructure bill. Now they're trying to do the build, build yeah, one, back better. One point two trillion, uh, right. six point one trillion last year. I mean, we're we're over ten trillion in just right. in the last year and a half. So what's happening out there in the financial markets? Our own Federal Reserve is buying fifty five percent of all the new debt that's issued because we can't find buyers for our debt. Yeah. And that's just shocking. Now, even China is bailing on any debt that they're buying. They're selling. Yep. And Japan is selling. Uh, what we're seeing is overnight almost panic as they're mopping up these dollars trying to hold this system together. Yep. And so what happens when demand for dollars falls, when supply of dollars rises, the value of your currency falls, and prices rise. And you need more money to chase those limited amount of goods right. that are out there. And, so what people and that's are, being scaled back, which, of course, we know – Everything from the ports to the production well, and to the uh, people not deciding that they want to work any longer. Oh, yeah. Well, get, well, yeah. In fact, gosh, you're, you're doing it right in the correct order. You know, people are saying uh, the supply chain uh, breakdowns are what's causing the inflation. Yep. No, 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 no. It's the reverse. The inflation's causing the supply chain breakdowns because people don't know how to get paid. And they're saying, do we take dollars that we know are being, you know, disgorged around the planet. But do we take euros? They're not much better. Wait, the Chinese are in trouble with all their real estate issues over there. What currency do we take for our real products that we're giving up? Meanwhile, all right, I just heard on the news, you know, Biden is saying, oh, we're solving the port problem. Well, all right, my concern is, are there going to be ships that come after these ships? I mean, once the ones are cleared out, and again, this is probably still going to be months in in the making if they pull this thing off, how many ships are going to be coming after them? Because this, the system that was built after World War II that was restructured in the early 70s is now disintegrating. Okay, we've been through this before. And I know people are, oh, gosh, it's so doom and gloom. Actually, it's just a problem-solving exercise. If you, were, if you were looking at this, you would say, all right, we've got a flaw in the system. What are we going to do to fix the flaw? That's not doom and gloom. That's actually proactive. What should we then do? Now, you you led into this about the labor issue. Eddie, you know, almost all of us who are running for governor, we're out there trying to raise money. So you call businessmen, you call businesswomen, and you say, hey, look, I'd love it if you uh, would donate to the campaign. What are the biggest issues for you? And you know what they're all saying back? All, most. I can't get labor. Uncertainty. I can't, yeah, I can't get people to work. And and they say, you know, it's not always about the wages. We're raising wages Mm -hmm. and we still can't get them to come back to work. And so what's happened is over the last couple of years, especially since COVID hit, we've inculcated into almost a generation of people. You don't have to work. Yeah. And and even we've revamped the culture uh, and, you know, the resistance became resist everything and uh, wait for the handouts and decide to protest at the drop of a hat based upon some sort of offense. I mean, we have changed the entirety of the culture. Uh, we've been moving through that, you know, here in the Kiva since day one, talking about, you know, this very thing that we knew that was coming. And they knew that it was going to be the new normal. 
Uh, they right. were going to go ahead and institute uh, this because they did not want Trump to be president. With that being said, let me add right. one other uh, wrinkle into all this is, you know, Pipeline 5 or the restrictions on further. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, let, let's we are literally creating we the United States, Joe Biden, let's go. Brand is creating these problems here right. right in our country on purpose. And And I think we know what the problems are. We know how they're being created. Uh, but the solution really is to go back to what we were already doing. Right. We already know what the solution is. So then the divide becomes, well, if we all know what the solution is, the only solution is replace the political leadership. And you're seeing that in spades when you look at uh, next year and you see a flip maybe of 50 to 70 seats in Congress. And yet you still can't get the real uh, news that's coming out there with the protests in Australia and Austria and all the various other places that are really showing. I mean, you saw them in France with the yellow shirts right. and what was happening or the yellow jackets and what they were doing when they were protesting. You see those types of turnouts that are happening there, but you don't see them because they're not being explained on the mainstream media and people are continuing to get banned. So these problems that we're aware of, we don't actually know what the solution is other than, hey, let's bring back what actually was working when we weren't printing money. Right. And no, I mean, you did. You said so much in those last two minutes. I mean, when you said about shutting down the pipelines, I mean, no wonder the Saudis tell us, no, we're not opening the spigots. And then remarkably, we had Biden over in China and Russia are calling and saying, open your spigots for us. It's stunning how imbecilic this, this leadership is right now. And you're right. All of this is now giving rise to, oh, the flash mobs are just breaking in and stealing yeah. things. Yeah. Well, why go back to work? You can just steal from Louis Vuitton. You can steal from Macy's. You can steal from Target. Just take what you want. Yeah, why, it, why bother? it is broadside anarchy. Uh, locally, uh, right now, you've got uh, certain companies like, uh, I believe, uh, Family Dollar and other places right. that are uh, choosing to go completely cashless at this point right. because they're tired of getting robbed. Uh, merchandise, there's no prosecution for this. Uh, you, you know, For all intents and purposes, we try to describe to our audience as they're coming back and and you see the media, especially the Albuquerque Journal, say, oh, uh, brick and mortar survives. Things are going well. Things have never been better. I don't know that they understand from a consumer confidence standpoint just how far back we're going. What you saw on Friday right. when you picked up the phone and you called me and said, is this really happening? And, you know, you advertise the Netty Financial here on our radio station, which is financial services, right. uh, talking about the market. And you look at this and you say, Oh, how did we just drop? And you saw the VIX, which is the uh, volatility yeah, index, which is so important, spiked up to 30. And then right. all of a sudden today you see it came down. And that was based upon one item, not the rest of the items that we've already discussed. And one of the, what's the main item that we have not discussed? It's Omicron. Yes. It, it's the new variant. The new variant. You know, I, I, I heard a great thing and I, uh, this weekend. I said, well, what's the final variant of, of the uh, COVID virus? You folks, let me uh, advance something to you so that you're fully aware of what's happening. You are living with COVID for life now. Right. You have decided that this is okay to go ahead and do so. The final variant of COVID-19 is communism. That's inevitably what they're leading towards. Right. And let's not forget that. I mean, we can take all the shots and the boosters and, you know, jump through all the hoops. And I'm not sure how exactly we're able to get these, you know, these herd of ducks. I watch all these dog videos with ducks. We're constantly following little puppies. I'm like, that's New Mexico. That's the population, Greg. That's just, oh, there's a little puppy. It's so cute. I don't know what she is. She's all four foot ten and doing all these types of things and saying, oh, she's doing everything that's good because she must really care for us. And the puppy doesn't know where she's going. 
right? right? All she knows is that all the ducks keep following her wherever she goes and whatever the whatever the puppy decides to do. I'm like, that's New Mexico. That's the population. We're feeding off of sort of these large scale tones that are coming from our local media that are advancing an agenda that isn't working for us right. and that is completely and totally 180 degrees from Florida, from Texas, right. from Utah. Right. I mean, other Western states are perishing. Uh, to this type of leadership. It's one of the things that you're running for. I want to get more into that. You know, your uh, particular race since the last time we talked has taken in a new entry. There right. seems to be more interest. I have to wonder at this point, given the 22.2 billion, 22.3 billion that's come into our state, that that's not a good enough buffer for her to go ahead and remain. And I'd like to hear directly from you, what are our chances? And I mean our in a broader sense uh, for the people who I think are living on the right side of the fence we're going to be able to go ahead and beat her in 2022 because I think there's a real chance if we could just awaken them to the media information that we're giving them and the truth that they hear here, because there's a lot of people who are go along to get along. We're shutting schools down again. Right. We shut down Los right. Lunas and Belen and all these things. There's so many things to get into. And Oh, how come groceries are so expensive? Well, you decided to go ahead and take that check. You decided to stay home. You are a direct result and a, a, a direct, uh, per, uh, a problem, uh, or, or I should say creator of the exactly the problem that we have. Every single person who's participated in this nonsense, right down to getting right. the shot. Right. It, this is going to be the, the great opportunity that is coming for New Mexico is because of all the stuff we just talked about. Because this isn't going to be reversed, especially with the Biden administration and MLG up in Santa Fe. Uh, they have no desire to reverse any of the things we just talked about. So let's play it out to its logical end. Uh, people may still get their um, PERA retirement checks. Y you might get your educational retirement check. May not be worth much. That's exactly right. It's <laughs> not going to buy very much. And then they're going to have to start cutting back on the promises that they've made to the people who are already currently working. Well, wait a minute. You're going to have to work 10 years longer to get your benefit. Oh, and by the way, it's not going to be what we said it was going to be. It's going to be 80% less or 20% less, whatever it's going to be. And what happens when people feel betrayed? Mm -hmm. Wait, they, wait, wait. Do they feel betrayed? That's, a, that, that's the question. But they will be. And how? We'll get to that, I think, right after the break. All right. Because I think that's the whole hook. Right. Get you voting for them, saying, hey, we'll create the problem, but we'll also bring you the solution. And I think that uh, everything's going to be okay. And uh, more with Greg Zanetti right after the break. 423 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, com. I got to tell you. I am glad to be back here and back at work. Uh, had a great weekend. Uh, speaking yeah. of it, we hung out with the kids out in uh, Vegas. They had a nice. good time. And, uh, boy, I want to talk about some interesting things that are happening. They advance pot. I like to talk about that and wow. your view on that and uh, just the level of homelessness that we see in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada as well. 424, back and forth. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here on this Monday re-warm-up show. I walk this empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams Where the city sleeps and I'm the only one and I walk alone I walk alone, I walk alone I walk alone, I walk up My shadow's the only one that walks beside me my shadow, I see only fear that's beating. 
Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. The best time to protect your vehicle from being stolen is before it's too late. Unfortunately, Albuquerque and the surrounding area is among the highest in the nation for auto theft. Secure your vehicle today with Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973. For all your plumbing needs, reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. 
This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Did someone say breakfast skillet? Quick, go to Sunny Side Up, the place to be for their Texas steak skillet, Cambridge, and Mexican skillets. Sunny Side Up, Manala, Louisiana. And show your mobile Sunny Side Up offer, sunny.theplaceilife.com. No, I'm not a fan of Bon Jovi. And, uh, yes, Greg Zanetti is here <laughs> back in the uh, day. With Bon Jovi, we always do a little bit of uh, musical history that we have here that goes along with the, the show. Uh, so oftentimes you heard, what, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, released back in 2004. Hard to believe that was 17 years ago, wow. ladies and gentlemen, by Green Day. And uh, it is certainly feeling like that. Uh, and then Bon Jovi, back in 86, you want to you really want to uh, date you? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's, uh, what, 35 years ago when uh, that song came out. Yes. Feeling old, feeling strong. There it is. Uh, you are getting, uh, you look, you give love a bad name, and there's still people jamming out to that. I mean, I remember when I was in the 80s, like 83, 84, Greg, and, you know, would sit around the table, and some Beatles song would, would come on. I'm like, well, that's that's an oldie. Yeah, exactly. Like 84, <laughs> that was released in 65. That was 19 years ago. How's that an oldie? And we got people listening to Bon Jovi as if it's just come out today. Right. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so great. So Anyway, we're talking about the betrayal. We're here right. with Greg Zetti. He's a gubernatorial <laughs> candidate on the Republican side. I appreciate you coming in, and uh, I'd like to talk to you. Uh, you've been an advertiser as well for some time. But um, this betrayal, this uh, right. you know switcheroo that's going on where people think that they're going to get something, we know that our state investment uh, council right. that runs, we know that there's a, a sincere uh, shortage of what we're going to be able to provide. I mean, right. and we've had this ramp up uh, of unbelievable proportion. Uh, back in March, late March of 2020, ladies and gentlemen, the stock market was at 19,000. If you invested right. back in March of 19,000, you nearly doubled your money if you played right. it halfway smart and you were knew what you were doing. This is exactly why, you know, that little app uh, did so well 
uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood and, and all that. I mean, people need to understand this, but here's something that didn't do that well is the <laughs> State Investment Council <laughs> they never and the return. What, why? They never have. And so that money may not be here for our police office. You know, oh, I got a cush job. I'm working for the state. I'm working for the city. I'm working for right. the police department. I'm working for the firemen. It's like, uh, you may not have any retirement, pal. Well, and you began this segment talking about you know the history of the, the Beatles and Bon Jovi. Let's go back in history. Okay. We always do that here. Uh, so New Mexico used to be a Republican state. I mean, you probably know this. It was Civil War. We were anti-slavery here. The Republicans ran the show even when we were a territory. And we couldn't even get into the Union because of our slavery, anti-slavery stance. Well, okay, then we became a state. And for the first couple of decades, it was all Republicans running this place. And this will come as a shock to your listeners, but too much power for too long led to corruption in the Republican Party. Okay. And then the Depression hit. And the promises that the Republicans had made. Blame the capitalists. Well, they were, they were broken. I mean, yeah. they brought, Republicans had promised things. They had taken some money in shady ways. And New Mexicans, they're a pretty loyal lot. Mm-hmm. Until they feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. And three, four generations back, those grandmothers, those great grandfathers said, I want no part of this party anymore. And the switch flipped. And you can see it in 1930. We went from a Republican state to a Democrat state, and we have not looked back. And New Mexicans have remained loyal to the Democrat Party. Eddie, I think we're coming full circle. Uh, they've been in power so long, they are corrupt. And they joke about it, but it really isn't very funny because it has affected the pension funds. Mm-hmm. It has affected these permanent funds. It, it, it's affected, actually, the mentality of the state. And now I believe those promises are about to be broken. They're already being broken. That might be a better way to Why put it. Why is it so important, I mean, from both sides of the aisle, given that problem? And it's a problem that I think that, of all, with all due uh, respect to the rest of the candidates, it's not something that Jay Block understands. It's not something that Mark Ronchetti understands. No. You know, in all fairness to, oh, to Rebecca Dow, no. it's it's not it's not something that Rebecca Dow understands. Okay, and I'm not taking a shot at them. And and you know, people can choose to vote with whom whoever yeah. they want. I don't care. And I think all of our candidates and all the people that you're running with, I'm glad they're Republicans and they're good people. But this is a problem that you understand this would be something that right. regardless of who uh, finally ascends to the Republican primary and, and hopefully beats Michelle Lujan Grisham I hope that you have a place here and at least advising and directing because nobody understands the right. man who handled the money for Bill Gates and his investment even though you never met him right and I want to make that and I do look, not approve of exactly. all these things that he's done and certainly not with Epstein and you know all these anyway and I want to make that abundantly clear here right. But I think that that's such an important thing that you could take care of here in our state because Democrats would be on board with you, Greg. Republicans would be on board with you, Greg. And the reason why is, you know, 36 percent of our state is employed by city, by by state, and they are all dipping into that that para. And that is not going to be there for. And if you want to talk about real poverty, that's real poverty. Right. That's the poverty that we won't back bounce back from it is the one thing that we're not talking about except you well right and this is the i mean you know the two parts of me we all have skill sets and you're right rebecca dow jay block mark right everyone has a skill set sure. in this all right my two skill sets general zanetti that translates pretty well into border issues and public safety sure 
And then there's the financial advisors in Eddie who really does understand how billions move. I understand credit default swaps. Yeah. I, I understand how billions move and how they take advantage of us and how so much money has been siphoned off to the Wall Street Sharpies. Uh, some of it, yes, was corruption. Some of it was just naivete. And, you know, us buying into all of these flim flam investments, it's like nobody knows how to read even a basic balance sheet. It's, it's stunning to me. All right. So those are my two strong skill sets. If the voters in New Mexico think that's the right set of skill sets for the time, I'm probably your guy. Well, you just talked about public safety. Right. So there it is. 60% is right there. Uh, we just talked about the economy. Uh, there's the financial angle right there. We just talked about voter security. Uh, right. We know that, uh, well, we don't know because we know that we, we only learn what the media tells us to do other than the people that listen to me here in the Kiva. We know that we are an open border state and everyone's right. basically coming through, bringing in new variants of COVID, right. uh, bringing in COVID, also becoming mules, bringing in pounds of fentanyl which is enough to wipe out the entire country. Uh, people don't realize that right. as coming through Chinese, uh, you know, transition. So as far as, you know, covering all the bases, I think you do. I know you do. Um, and I'm not sitting here giving you an endorsement because I won't endorse no, anybody, but I am going to tell you that I think that your skill set, regardless of who finally ascends to the Republican uh, uh, nominee needs to be recognized and needs to be put at the very top because We've got real problems. Michelle Lujan Grisham doesn't understand what these problems are, uh, General Zanetti. And I got to tell you, these no. this $22 billion that I alluded to earlier, couldn't she have reallocated some of that money? We're at $46, 47000000000 billion, I think, in our para commitment. Would it have been possible to take some of that money instead of yes. handing it out to Netflix, handing it to all these other people? Couldn't she have reallocated something that I would have done? Right. Uh, yeah. Plus up these funds. I think we're, we will look back on this a year from now and say, wait, we had this flush of money come into the state and we spent it on what? And where did it? I think that's the question. People say, where did these billions go? And right now they can't tell you. And you well, do, well, they can tell you, but well, they don't report on it. Right. I think that's the key that you are fighting with so much, and you've been uh, at the forefront talking about, you know, Virgin Galactic doubt as well. It's something oh, that you're, yeah. you're very interested in, and those are the types of projects where we, you know, Branson's got two billion, he's taken two billion uh, right. for himself. Those billions add up. Whatever the projects happen right. to be, the infrastructure uh, projects aren't going to come to pass, uh, uh, General Zetti, in, in quite the way that they had hoped with any ROI. There will be no ROI no. on any of these investments. Anyway, you know, I was back up in Seattle and again, managing money for billionaires. The reputation of Branson, we all knew he was a snake oil salesman. Okay. It, it was a laughing thing at the bars mm -hmm. about how, I mean, how he gets away with it and how he lives this life when really he's just really a flim flam man. I mean, none of it is real. And you know, his, his trail of failures through the years and then, they, you know, they'd bring up New Mexico and Spaceport. Everybody just laugh. Like, okay, we've been, New Mexico's been taken advantage of yet again. And so here we are. So what do we do about it? Yeah. And that's what the, do you do about it, more importantly? Right. Because I think uh, it, it's really not so much a, 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 a we anymore. It's someone's got the ball. We know that there's a tremendous amount of power right now in the governor's office. Right. I've never seen that amount of power. Uh, it's quite possible that the New Mexico governor might be one of the most unchecked, 
uh, most powerful positions in the entire country of any governor. Yeah, and that's wrong. I mean, you have to have some checks and balances in the system. Otherwise, we do drift toward the governance by proclamation, which you and I have talked about before, mm-hmm. when there's no thought to anything. You just pronounce things and leave the room. Which she's done. Right. But then there's a foundational mental problem that we have in the state is that we don't recognize the difference between money and wealth. Mm. And the rich people of the world don't think like you and I do. Yep. They don't think in terms of money. It's all about wealth. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before, but just quick recap. Foundationally, there are two kinds of wealth in the world. Wealth from the earth. Think oil, gas, timber, copper, uranium, cotton, soybeans, gold and silver, the stuff God made. You know, everything in this studio started there. Um, is New Mexico wealthy in wealth from the earth? Absolutely. Yeah. One, one, of, one of the best in the country. It's stunning. Yeah, it, it is. We look at our oil and gas and timber and copper and uranium. It'd be and nice silver. to leverage that into something, right? Yes, and we've got it but, all But we're, we're pushing against up. ourselves. Right. And the stuff we don't have locked up, we punish. Well, there's not enough Chaco stories, as, as far as I'm concerned. We're not right. talking enough about Chaco Canyon right. and, and the 10 mile and no drilling, you know, I know. I'm being sarcastic, of I course, know. but this is ridiculous. It, it, right. And, and so New Mexicans look out there and say, wait, why are these other states doing well? Well, that's right. part of it. Yep. But there's actually another kind of wealth, and that's wealth from human hands, mm. taking that aluminum and making an airplane. All about you, but that's wealth to me. My, my car, my cell phone, my computer, all that's wealth to me. Now, the wealth from the earth is pretty stable. Cotton is cotton and coal is coal. Wealth from human hands, ah, that changes. Well, 150 years ago, railroads, right? Then cars and radios, we all know the progression. Refrigerators, TVs, and fax machines, now we're here. Eddie, the next stuff that's coming, uh, quantum computing, nanotechnology, micromachinery, artificial intelligence. We may have a new energy system coming. Where was that stuff born? Right. Here yep. at the labs, at DARPA, at New Mexico State, at New Mexico Tech, and yet it all leaves here. And we lament it every generation. Oh, and Microsoft started here. Why Why does it leave? Well, we have a tax structure that punishes yes. wealth creation. That's right. And we have a legal system mm. that encourages wealth extraction from those who produce. Right. Meaning we can sue you anytime we want. Yep. And we're going to shut you down so fast it'll make your head spin. Even California is better, as we've found out, with some of our nanotechnology. Right. And so what we have to do is we have to do what Governor Bush did 40 years ago. Mm. He made two foundational changes. He changed the tax structure. And people forget Texas wasn't doing all that hot. He changed the tax structure where it rewarded entrepreneurship, private sector, wealth creation. And he had tort reform where you just couldn't sue everybody. You know, every, every hey, time. that's it, a rich guy. Let's sue him. Exactly. And so what, what has devolved here in New Mexico is our economic development plan. It's always the same. Casinos, weed, and personal injury attorneys. Wow. And you're not going to build an economy on this. Wow. So if we made two foundational changes, and now let's give an example of how do you combine Something as low tech as wealth from the earth with wealth from human hands. And let's do one that's really important out there, especially in the rural areas. Eddie, it's water. Yep. And you and I talked about the brackish water situation in our state. We're the Saudi Arabia of brackish water. And the good news is the desalination technology has improved like no other, and the costs have come down. Ask the Israelis. They, they've done an amazing job with the new technologies. They don't have any fresh water in Israel. 
but they're providing for an entire country. What, 16, no, what are they at? 9 million people in Israel, whatever it is. Uh, and all shut down, by the way, yeah, right now. Well, yeah, no, yeah, they've gone off the deep end socially. It's, it's, it's moronic. It's, yeah, it's funny that, uh, <laughs> the um, anagram, yeah. yeah, it's the anagram of uh, this new virus. Anyway, the meanwhile, uh, okay, so that, let's combine them now. Okay. So water's about the most basic. Wealth from the earth thing you can think of, except maybe air, what, H2O, right? Yep. All right, why don't we start pumping this stuff out, except you need energy. That's the cost of it. Yep. You've heard about the small modular nuclear reactors. They're a nuclear reactor about the size of a McDonald's. It'll power 60,000 homes. It's none of the great big cooling towers. This is fifth generation stuff. Rolls-Royce is coming out with theirs. Yep. San Antonio, Texas, it's got two desalination plants going. One does, uh, what, 32 million gallons a day. The other one does 18 million. I might have those numbers off, but it's just shy of 50 million gallons a day. El Paso, Texas, Fort Bliss, went to the Pentagon and said, we believe fresh water is a national security issue. We want to share the costs with the city of El Paso. We want to desalinate water for fresh water, not only for the base, but for the citizens of El Paso. And they worked out a deal to build this, again, cutting edge desalination plant down in El Paso. Well, we've got two national labs, three Air Force bases. Why aren't we going to the Pentagon, DOD, and saying, we're in. We'll do this, too. How easy would that be for you, given the, you know, where you've ranked uh, and uh, what you've well, done? At least get is in that the a door. Is that a phone call? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, and uh, what's the windfall from something like that in terms of well, economic development, not to I, mention the the replenishment of, of what it, how it would improve the quality of life? Right. And then all the water. Think of this. So think how this works during the day. Uh, the the small modular nuclear reactor. But then people say, what about the waste issue? We've got this geologic wonder down in Carlsbad, the yeah, salt pits right. that will hold this stuff. All right. During the day. You know, uh, the small modular reactors running the electricity and all the stuff we do during. The, and then at night, when it all goes quiet, you purify the water. Well, all right, imagine the kids now saying, I want to come and be part of that. I want to be on, you know, the, the high tech side of the desalination. Oh, I want to be on the pumping side. I want to be on the distribution side. Now we start to keep the kids. Now add in quantum uh, quantum computing and, this, and the nanotech and those filters. And now we start to become a magnet for people to come here. Not only are you guys the water state, but you're the energy state. Well, now that's something Democrats and Republicans can say, I'm behind that. So this is a phone call. This is an introduction. This is just changing the dialogue. Let me, let me say a couple of things, uh, I think, in your favor. Nobody is introducing these ideas. I am. Wait, <laughs> let me say right. that you are, because you have been. And I think, you know, just to jot down the very few things, that we've talked about in a very short time here in the 45 minutes that we've been on the air, I think these are new ideas. Now, these are not ideas that are going to be carried forth, you know, from the rooftops of 4713, the journal, no. and everything. They're going to come in. They're going to look at all the low. And, you know, our voters, everybody out there, I want you to listen. I just finished running for mayor. This man here in the studio is running for governor. What you're hearing is a very intelligent conversation about changing your future, changing the trajectory. And in order for this to get out there, you've got to hear this, but you've got to repeat it. You have to absorb it, excuse me. 
then repeat it, and then tell other people about it. Because if you're not telling other people about it, these ideas don't go anywhere. And then you just end up talking about crime all the time and right. how bad and terrible everything is. And yeah, sure, we've got crime and things are going to be, you know, uh, solved uh, at some point because they just uh, naturally have to be. But uh, dare I say it, uh, Greg, you know, she wants to run on a crime plan next year. She's turned the state of uh, New Mexico <laughs> to Michoacan. And uh, we are now Ciudad Juarez uh, here in Right. In, in Albuquerque. And let's just give people some red meat. Uh, you're a brigadier general. You understand law and order. Uh, you understand, I mean, high ranking, by the way, I should say that you would 07. Is that what you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, that means something to people in the military, which sure. I think is very important. Uh, but it, tell me how you hit that in less than a minute. Yes, it has to be bottom up, not top down. Okay. So immediately what you're going to have to do is go to a community ground up where people have the authority to protect their families, protect their businesses, protect their communities. The, we used to go you know, with the National Guard idea of vecinos, neighbors protecting one another, and not this top-down, only law enforcement can be part of the answer of the solution. Now, that's the short-term way to do this, and you have to seal the border. Mm-hmm. You to, you've, got to, you've got to shut the border. That's the first thing. Yeah, and you've got to quit emptying the prisons. That might just These are all kind of common-sense things, yeah. and probably start filling the prisons back up by the way, that was Mayor Marty. Remember Mayor Marty? Mm-hmm. He filled prisons. Yeah. And what happened? Crime dropped immediately. So those are all immediate short-term things that every candidate's going to say on the Republican side, in which we should do. And then you have to, you're going to have to build the economy of the states. As people get wealthier and they have hope, you don't have to steal from people. I think uh, one of the things that we uh, are all wondering is she just uh, did this grandiose oh i'm giving you a quarter cent reduction on the <laughs> on the grocery receipts tax uh, yeah. that doesn't mean jack in no. an inflationary world uh, either um, so we we know that you're the financial guru that you are very quickly uh, how do you ch- change this ta- tax structure and attract people from the i don't know if you've seen phoenix as of late right. or if you've seen the other state but they're unlivable uh commutes of an hour and a half to two hours you know people living in in places not exactly crime-ridden but unlivable from the standpoint that, you know, the average price for a home is too damn expensive. Right. The average price for this is too damn expensive. The average price for gas is too damn expensive. New Mexico is relatively speaking affordable and I think will continue to become even more affordable uh, when you comparatively, that is the one upside to being sort of the donut hole here in the Southwest. Right. Okay. So that's kind of a two part thing sure. you just put out there. All right. So first on the tax structure, you do have to get rid of the gross receipts tax completely. Okay. I mean, you can't have this and have manufacturing. You will never attract anybody else. Anybody else advocating for that of your opponents? Yeah, I I think on the Republican side. What's the the plan? Articulate the the plan. How does that happen? Well, I mean, it's what you said earlier. You don't have to remake the wheel here. I mean, you look at Texas's tax structure, you look at Arizona's tax structure, you look at Tennessee's tax structure, and you say, all right, we can model off of these. They don't have a gross receipts tax. They have a sales tax. They have much smaller government. Mm-hmm. They get rid of their income tax. They change their property tax you know, structure, and then they shrink government. I mean, that's got to be the key to this thing. Yeah. And you have to push power and authority down to the local level. Now, the other part you addressed with their unlivable cities, the way you address that is we've got to push the economic development out to other communities outside the Rio Grande Valley. And all the stuff we just talked about, Eddie, there's no reason, in fact, it shouldn't be, where all these desalination plants 
what are, are centered in Albuquerque and Santa Fe and pumping the water out to Portales. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And by the way, with the, the nanotech and the micro machinery and so on, there's no reason that hall has to be centered in one urban area. These are the kinds of things that can be pushed out so that we, we don't become three states, you know, Albuquerque and Santa Fe is one state. And then you've got kind yeah. of, no, three countries is what it I call is. it. It is. It's kind of what yeah. it looks like. Yeah, you get three countries. <laughs> you got Poland to the south. Uh, right. uh, up north, uh, you have uh, Honduras. And uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this, so it doesn't really matter. And, it, and in uh, Albuquerque, you got uh, New Mexico. And in terms of, you know, you have really an agrarian, not right. very grown up. Uh, the state runs everything. And the, the junta is going to come and take everything out. And the politicians are going to wave their hands up north. That's the way it goes. Down south, it's like, well, we want to draw a giant border around the entire right. state, and we're not going to let a single person come into here and uh, milk and cows and, and oil, and that's fine. I mean, right. I love that. And then, of course, you got Mexico City, where literally it's become, see, that what, you're afraid to take a taxi at night or afraid to go out at night, and then there's lockdowns at 10 p.m., and the, you don't know if you're dealing with the judicial police or if you're dealing with right. the, uh, the, the colonial police. I mean, those are the two types of police officers that you have there, and which one's more corrupt? Right. And so now we've started talking about, you know, new energy systems and where do you test these new aircraft and all. Well, that shouldn't be done in Albuquerque or Santa Fe. That ought to be done in Roswell Mm, where you've got lots of sky. But you start to get each part of the state doing what it should do well. But all together as New Mexicans under this, you know, we are basically a country. If we had a port. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, th- this country would, uh, this state would just take off like no other. Fourth largest contiguous, uh, yeah. and uh, so much land and so much opportunity for development. But it's the way that we think about everything. You've got a uh, a CD one uh, former representative now the Department of the Interior head, and she's talking about the word squaw. That's the focus right there. That's the focus. Is that that seems to be offensive. We've got to change that dialogue. And I got to say, you know, I think we can do that here. I'd like to have you back uh, yeah. as, as often as you like and as time permits. And I think this is an important conversation to have because, you know, Greg, you certainly do know what you're talking about when it comes to these. And you've got real plans and real ideas right. and a real way looking forward. And I think this is a, a you know, a, a tremendous look at what potentially could become if your uh, supporters get behind you and they say, you know what, this is a good man with a great track record. He's married his childhood. Uh, sweetheart, oh, yeah. uh, who's uh, had a tremendous family, provides financial services, and uh, from all looks of it, is a good all-around guy. You know, I think we need to uh, cheer for a good all-around guy, and I think Thanks. you just might uh, fit the bill. Let me uh, send you some some quick uh, feedback, if you don't mind, so yeah. we hit the top of the hour. Uh, Eddie, this is an idea. Fuel cell technology used in Mexico current infrastructure to run on compressed natural gas to generate electricity with H2O as the byproduct. Smart guy. Okay. Yep. That is uh, from a Sandian National Labs guy, by the way. Uh, okay, Greg, with that being said, should we move our retirement accounts into Bitcoin? That comes from the first part of the hour. Uh, you, if you want to do part of it there, but recognize Bitcoin is a speculation. The government can pull the plug on it whenever they want to. And right now they are pushing it around in the derivatives market. And that's probably a whole other show because I do see value in cri- the cryptocurrencies. I don't want to sound totally negative on it. I just want you to understand both sides. We can only hope that she's been triple vaxxed. That's MLG <laughs> plus a double dose of the moronic booster. Uh, has an end to do a stick figure explanation of turning brackish water into fresh water. Uh, New Mexicans are remedial by design. So giving basic explanation will help them start to understand what this concept is. I don't even understand what this is. Do you? What, how they turn brackish water into yeah. fresh water? Yeah. I mean, it's how you take salt out of water via 
sometimes reverse osmosis or through filtration systems and the nano filters are, are where the advances came. Okay. And so, yes, uh, I, I can show you how to do that again. Are you, are you vaxxed? No. Are you vaxxed? No. Greg Zanetti, are you vaxxed? No. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> people should know what I talk about here on my air uh, when I talk I, about I it. Have, I was the natural unvax- immunity. I was the unvaxxed candidate. Uh, okay. should know. Uh, our governors, uh, our governor is taking advantage of us due to her ignorance. If our governor hears the awesome TED talk, she's on board. <laughs> That's true. Netflix, Hollywood producing movies here, Space Cadet Port. I love that. Uh, Los Alamos Eddie has been working on a small reactor that you can bury in your backyard to power your home. Yeah, they have. Okay. It, it's again the advances. The advances are amazing. Yeah. A little over 10 years ago, they crashed the economy, and what was supposed to help Main Street went to Wall Street. They destroyed my business. Exactly. I was 50, and I had to start over. Now I'm 60, and they have effed me again just in time to fix in my fixed income years. I love what my government was supposed to be, but have come to resent it, what it has become. Democrat or Republican, does it really matter anymore, Eddie? Yes, I know what matters. Death by a thousand cuts are being gutted. The end result is still the same. I mean, that's a dejected, horrible uh, way that the person yeah. has had to feel based upon yeah. his victimization. That's yeah, don't awful. give in to despair. We can turn this around. Um, you need to call Rebecca Dow out on the whole Spaceport America thing. We've been doing that. Yeah. Uh, Greg, uh, she has been an avid supporter for uh, Virgin Galactic uh, since its inception. There's a whole trail of Twitter tears. By the way, Jack Dorsey resigned today. I saw that. <clears throat> Omnicron spelled a different way is moronic. We yep. got, you, got you covered there. Uh, white smoke emanates from the Wuhan lab chimney, signaling a new variant has been named. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I don't care who yeah, you smart are. Smart listeners. <laughs> Very clever. That's from the Babylon B. That's uh, that's in. Um, it's a lacrum. I don't know what that means. Uh, let's see. And then we got uh, that. I'll let you uh, wrap it up here All in the right. next minute. Go ahead. All right. The good news and the bad news. We're going to go through a shift. They've put us on a path where, yeah, we're going to go through some pain. The good news is. We're good at getting through pain. We're good at getting through shifts. And it's during shifts, Eddie, that these changes can be made. As things stand now, if everybody's happy and comfortable, we're not going to change the structural part of New Mexico. In a shift, we have a chance. But you have to have the right leadership and the right plan that says, hey, here we are, arms open. This is what we have to offer. And come on board and watch what we can do here. And that's what this race, that's what this, my governor's race is all about that. Get ready. Tough times. Good. Because we're going to come out of it first and we'll go from worst to first. You watch. Wow. I love that. All right, Greg Zanetti. Thanks, thank you Fred. for being here. And uh, can the Republican Party come together? That'll be yes. a very big question. Uh, this song, number one, back on this day in 1969. Uh, and we appreciate everybody joining us here. First hour out of the way, second hour up next here on this Monday after Thanksgiving. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Also known as Cyber Monday. Back in a few. AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
We're back, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't feel guilty, but I do feel kind of dirty having to tell you all these horrible things. But I think most of you figured it out yourselves or you know more than I do. And look, even though it's super dangerous to do this, um, I just can't shut up. Because the bare minimum we can do is speak out against this. Let's go to a uh, classic caller. He's been calling the show for over 15 years. Carlos in Canada wants to comment on the Maxwell case and the Epstein honey trap and COVID. Go ahead, sir. Thank you kindly, Alex. Well, I'm not surprised, okay? There is a cover-up. This cover-up has been going on since 1992. But fortunately, material is out there in the Internet, and you have covered this over the years. And I, too, have called a few times to bring up to date. Today, I'd like to just tell you this, that the Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell were sexual commandos. That's the best way to see them. And they were carrying out a honey trap operation for Israel that began with uh, Robert Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein and later Ghislaine Maxwell, they lined up the high-quality leaders and their respective fields. And after they were identified by Israeli Mossad, they found their particular sexual preferences, weaknesses, and they enticed them and compromised them. And once they were compromised, as time of their choosing, Israel would approach them or not, depending on what their interests were. The operation, Alex, this was a honey trap, was more involved than just supplying little bodies to pedophiles for free, okay? Jeffrey Epstein would qualify the girls that were brought to his attention by the work of Ghislaine Maxwell through other little girls in schools and so on, and he would test drive them over for up to three a day. This is from people that were... No, no, this is even in the Netflix documentary. This is just the whitewash is what you're saying. And I'm not saying you're whitewashing. Just what's admitted was he would procure hundreds of girls a month just out of Florida for an industrial level uh, espionage takeover, not just of government, but of businesses and corporations across the board. Bingo. And if we don't address this now... And explode it. Never mind because it's Israel. That's not the issue. The issue is not Israel. It's any country can do this, okay? If sure. I mean, it, 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 they are sexual commandos, and they, they use the pedophilia to be able to blackmail. That's why a lot of the girls were like 14, 15, 16, so that they could tell the guys that were really older to then blackmail them and say, hey, you had sex with an underage girl. That's right. Bill Clinton was elected November 1992. He became president in January January 1993. The Secret Service reports reveal Jeffrey Epstein became a regular visitor to the White House. China is now Israel's third largest trading partner. And in March of 1993, President Clinton was told by the CIA in special intelligence reports that you know they're given to the president, his very first, he was told that Israel was supplying aircraft and materials that were given top secret, they were given to Israel for its own development, protection, and security. And they were appearing in China. Now, Woolsey was then in charge of the CIA. If you want to quote him, he said that they were giving material that American companies would not give technology, top secret technology, that American companies couldn't give and wouldn't be willing to give. All right? And this honey trap was protected from exposure this is why the, the judge's decision is, is really to be seen in the context, okay? The honey trap operation was protected from exposure. Palm Beach Chief of Police Michael Reiter arranged to meet face-to-face -face with the prosecutor in charge of the case. 
And what Ryder did not know is that an American Israeli, Siegel Mandelker, then at the Department of Justice and Homeland Security, with self-admitted powerful links to Israel, brokered the Jeffrey Epstein sweetheart deal with Israel's fixer, Alan Dershowitz. This is written out in the internet in books, okay? Max Blumenthal, the uh, reporter, discovered uh, Siegel Mendelker was initially born in Israel and so on and so forth. Well, sir, and, I mean, it's not just in what books. Happened. What everything you're saying is on record and true. It's not, it's not debated. I mean, uh, even um, Dershowitz admits that he was the lawyer that brokered that deal. All right, interesting points. Thank you so much, Carlos. We'll come right back with more calls on the other side in 60 seconds. We have launched the most important sale of the year because now we've got a bunch of great products that have been sold out for months and months and months back in stock. So. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon. Hour two just for you, uh, me and you, and D-Doubt Busca having some fun here as uh, we kick uh, off into uh, hour number two. Uh, was that Alex Jones I heard at the top of the hour? <laughs> I, I forgot to switch it over from my holiday schedule. So hopefully uh, some of you guys uh, enjoyed uh, all of that. A uh, little Alex Jones against uh, D-Dowd Musk. I think that was Alex Jones there, D-Dowd. Uh, uh, I, I just uh, played him right through that. Was that not him? Uh, it sure sounded like the, uh, I would say, <laughs> always entertaining Alex Jones. <laughs> and I, mean, I don't say much more than that. The guy just drops bombs. I mean, that's good stuff. Uh, we will get into the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff uh, as well. Your calls and text. Uh, good first hour there. Learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I know uh, Dowd was, was hard at it uh, with all the notes. So you can check those out by uh, being a subscriber at www.rockoftalk.chat. Now in its full second year uh, up in front of you, thanks to you, all of you who are renewing and jumping on board with that. Many of you guys uh, are, uh, are, being, are being good little rock of talkers, uh, if you will, and, and doing that. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, we'll get into that. We've got our crime report at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Richard Branson, the IPO of Virgin Galactic, you just heard. Uh, uh, Greg Zanetti on that. And, uh, well, we've got so many stories. This could be a four or five hour show. We'll, of course, finish up at 645 nonetheless. So you can hear, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, by the way, I, have uh, been reading the book Killing Jesus by Bill O'Reilly. Very interesting. Oh. Uh, I would highly recommend Bill O'Reilly's books. They are, um, well researched, uh, very in depth, much like the piece that came out from D-Dowd Moscow, which if you were a subscriber, www.rockoftalk.chat uh, you got today. It has does something to do with something called spin launch. And, you know, this <laughs> this thing is a mess. Uh, I'll, we'll leave it at that. I just watched the video on this. And what <laughs> – I can't even tell you how bad this is. Uh, stabilize non-spherical projectile during flight. Two methods can be employed – the stabilized non-spherical projectile during flight, it doesn't actually spin, believe it or not, folks. That's the ironic thing about the actual spin launch. But uh, Dowd's got our newest uh, foible down south. Uh, that is spin launch. Uh, and uh, tell us all about it there, uh, D-Dowd. The new Virgin Galactic, now that uh, it has sunk below Dowd's purchase price at 1650 
Yeah, I would like to change the subject, Eddie, because uh, I uh, <laughs> I am a quarter. Oh, I'm 25 yes. cents underwater as of end of oh. as of the close today. Can't and, buy that. Uh, uh, you can't buy that gumdrop at the exactly. <laughs> penny yeah. candy is is no, which hasn't <laughs> been a penny in a, in a long time. Yeah, uh, I will focus on a company that I have not invested in, and and and. Uh, I, I, well, actually, as a taxpayer, I have, I suppose, invested in it because I live in New Mexico. Um, right now, it's kind of the big money boys out of Silicon Valley. So you're talking about Kleiner Perkins and uh, Google's venture capital arm. I think Airbus has put some money into this. That Airbus is the big defense firm in, in Europe. So they've this company has raised about $80 million. I mean, they've gone to some folks with some pretty big, deep pockets. But you, Mr. and Mrs. Taxpayer of New Mexico, you also put some money into this company called Spin Launch uh, as a federal taxpayer, as a state uh, taxpayer, and the fiscal agent of some of this corporate welfare is actually Sierra County. So they have done the triple play. They've gotten the local, the state, and the federal subsidization uh, of their company. What are, we, what are we talking about? Spin Launch, one of many, many space launch companies that have uh, come have entered the scene uh, in the last couple decades. Of course, we have an enormous success story in the role uh, in, the, in the company called SpaceX, uh, which is uh, founded by Elon Musk. And Eddie, I just rec- uh, read a book over the weekend, finished the, my book called Liftoff, uh, which is an excellent book describing the early days of SpaceX and how Elon yeah. Musk put his own money into it, put his own elbow grease and his own sweat equity into the company. It almost all came to a very bad end around 2006, 2007, but he made it work uh, with very minimal government role. SpinLaunch is another one of these companies that thinks that they can reduce the cost of sending things into space. Right now, gravity <laughs> being what it is. Uh, is a B-I-T-C-H. It keeps us tethered to the Earth. We would all be Han Solo floating around up there uh, if it wasn't so complicated and expensive to get up into space. So for many years now, there's been a lot of money kicking around, investment money, and finding new and interesting ways to create launch vehicles that'll get us up into space. So Spin Launch, uh, you can just you know search online. You can see all the videos. They have very slick marketing uh, uh, materials. Their concept is to take a vacuum chamber, All the air is sucked out of that vacuum chamber, put a tether in it, so it's basically like the hand on an old-style clock where it's spinning around. They're going to spin. At the end of of that tether, they're going to have a projectile with some payload headed for space. They're going to spin that sucker, and I believe the goal ultimately on the full-scale version is 5,000 miles an hour. Shoot that thing out of the vacuum chamber up into the atmosphere, get it way up into into the upper limits of the atmosphere, and then have a motor kick in and, and... transmit, you know, transport that projectile into space. Now, even they say that the, the, the way that they envision the system, it's not going to be able to launch more than maybe a couple hundred kil- kilograms of payload at a time. So you're not going to be launching like Elon's big starship that he's planning where 600 people are going to be on that spacecraft. Uh, they're going to be little, little tiny payloads. And purely in theory, it's kind of interesting because you put that in a vacuum changer- chamber, you can get up to really, really high speeds. Trouble is, eventually, you have to leave that vacuum chamber, and you have to enter the atmosphere. And when you're entering the atmosphere at 5,000 miles an hour, well, uh, air has mass, uh, and it's going to put a tremendous drag, of course, on that projectile. It's also going to get hot, very hot, very, very quickly. And the materials you're putting out at 10,000 Gs are going to have to be enormously strong you know, electronics and mechanical components of whatever you're sending up through the atmosphere. Rockets actually take off kind of slowly because they're carrying so much mass. They've got so much liquid propellant in there. As you watch them, they lift off very slowly. Now, eventually they get up to tremendously high speeds. But we're talking about 
10,000 Gs, 11,000 Gs hitting the atmosphere at ground level, a heck of a lot of physicists and engineers think, ooh, that's an interesting idea, but as a practical reality, it's uh, deeply, deeply problematic. Now, I know we have a lot of listeners at the National Labs, people who are PhDs in right. physics and computer yep. science, and they do uh, computer modeling. Uh, there's a lot of opinion about this. I'll, I'll, I'm not a professional scientist, so I will not offer my opinion. I will just say, boy, are there a lot of detractors and a lot of people who are very, very skeptical of this technology. I come at it from the public policy analyst standpoint saying, why are we funding this and how is this working itself out? We know that Spaceport America is a disaster. We've spent over $200 million. There's basically nothing has happened there for the last 15 years that it's been around. The politicians in New Mexico refuse to admit that it's a disaster, so they're always trying to bring new companies to Spaceport America. Spin Launch, which was founded by a guy named Jonathan Yaney, who is very much like Richard Branson. He doesn't have any kind of practical or academic background in aerospace. He just thinks this is a neat idea the way Richard Branson thought space tourism was a neat idea. Um, so Mr. Uh, Yaney got, you know, got the money together and he's got some deep, deep pockets from Silicon Valley. He got kind of rejected from Hawaii. He wanted uh, some corporate welfare from Hawaii to build a facility there. Uh, he ended up in New Mexico. And of course, the politicians because in New we'll Mexico... Fund it, because we'll fund anything. We'll fund anything. We'll fund yeah, anything at all. Well, it's a great, great idea. By the way, the spin launch centrifuge is yes. is uh, the size of the Statue of Liberty. Right. Uh, it's current one at the spaceport right now. It's the technology demonstrator. Now, at full scale, it's going to be orders of magnitude bigger. Uh, you know, that's the plan. I mean, so to scale this thing up, we've seen with Virgin Galactic scaling up a test flight that happened in 2004 into a viable yeah. business Man. can be very, very difficult. But what Yaney, the, the CEO, said, and, and again, this guy with very little aerospace experience, no practical knowledge, uh, he said, when you're this young of a company with this bold of a concept, being able oh, to receive uh, assistance, and by assistance, of course, he means money from you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Taxpayer, is absolutely sen essential. This support was instrumental in deciding to come to New Mexico, meaning he didn't get his, his largesse out of Hawaii, and a lot of the locals didn't want it there anyway, so he, he shopped it around looking for other states that will write him a, a check. So far, as of last summer, the Economic Development Department reported $4 million in LIDA money, that's Local Economic Development Act, and uh, $434,700 in job training incentive program money. Uh, I suspect those numbers are, are going to go up, but... And I'll, I'll commend the Washington Post for this investigation. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Post anymore. I used to be. Uh, they did an investigation about a lot of money sloshing around out of this program that came out of the coronavirus relief, one of the many coronavirus relief packages. $17 billion was set aside to fund aerospace and companies that are relevant to national security. They ended up getting Spin Launch, our, our business partner in New Mexico, got $2.5 million out of the U.S. Treasury. Why? Because uh, they, someone at the Pentagon signed off on them saying that this company is crucial to national security. This company is in the technology demonstration phase. It has never sent anything into orbit. Uh, it has many, many detractors who think it never will send anything to orbit. It's not like bailing out Elon Musk so that we can continue to support a space launch vehicle that actually works and that actually delivers things to orbit. I'm not a big fan of, of corporate welfare for any company, but the idea that the taxpayers of America needed to give Spend Launch another $2.5 million because of their crucial role in national security. It's very, very fishy, Eddie, and I will, I'll commend the Washington Post for uh, finding that. Now, 
uh, as I said, Yaney, Jonathan Yaney, uh, the CEO, uh, no practical experience, no academic training. His brother, who's also a co-founder of the company named Maximus Yaney, the feds got him six years ago for mortgage fraud, and he was actually sent to federal prison for 18 months. So that's a little bit of a problematic uh, pedigree, just, you know, a, a yeah. little bit. Well, you know, they do understand, and it is funny, whether it's the uh, the people who come here to make the movies, they get 25 cents back on the dollar, and then they continue to come here to make movies you've never heard of and that you'll never even be able to see on the first, <laughs> second, or third screen of Paramount or Netflix or anything like that. But let's just turn this into a practical matter of how and the what. I mean, we're essentially trying to find Laika, the dog, the first dog into outer space. I'm surprised you haven't named your dog or any of your dogs uh, like that. Like it came to a very bad end. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that being said, we're spin launch. Their concept is about sending something that comes out of the chute at nearly 5,000 miles an hour, which is, sorry for like a inhumane. Could a person, are we just talking about payloads? Right. What exactly could be trafficked? into outer space and why would anybody in their right mind want to get in or even send anything that is literally seven times the speed of sound out of a slingshot which is uh yep. it, it's akin to a hammer throw doubt i mean yep. In, in yep. investigating this entire thing uh, i think it only illustrates and with all due respect to the people who are the science and the brains behind the idea of swinging something at a very rapid speed, whatever science is involved in that, the people who are funding this are quite a bit stupider than the people who are doing it because they're taking advantage. Like we're going to hammer throw crap out into outer space at 5,000 miles an hour. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. I don't even understand just conceptually. If someone came to me as I was sitting down to a steak dinner and let's just say I have uh, a bunch of people. So oh, Mr. Aragon, we're going to come and visit with you and we want to pitch our idea. I'm like in two minutes, they would lose me. You mean you're going to slingshot something without rocket propulsion into outer space? At what point do we even take any of this seriously? And where did they find $80 million full of a-holes who are essentially going to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to fund this thing? These are people who obviously, in my opinion, Dowd, have money to burn. I think anybody who's, who, who, and I'm pretty good at this, anybody who supports this, anybody who's like, I'm on board with Spin Launch, I think they should be primaried or removed from office because I think it only illustrates the level of stupidity that each one of these people must have when it comes to concepts. Well, it, I think you're right. You're, you're right. You're right in our, my wheelhouse here. The, the, the lack of due diligence on the part of the corporate welfare bureaucrats and the politicians who tout this in New Mexico is striking. What you can say about the venture capitalists is they're risking their own money. And, you know, I, I, I would not bet on this company. I would bet on this company failing spectacularly, and these guys are going to lose their $80 million. But it's their $80 million to lose. My point is why are taxpayers involved in this? And when any kind of speculative project like this is launched, it's, it's a business. It's not a nonprofit. They want to make money. You've got this range of, on the bell curve of successful venture capital out, you know, projects. At the, at the very peak, at the best of the bell curve, in the, in the elite, you've got a guy like Elon Musk who risked $100 million of his own money, got his hands dirty, looked at the existing aerospace companies like Lockheed Martin and Boeing and said, you guys are awful. You, you employ armies of people, most of whom are not doing anything. There's a wonderful passage in this book, Liftoff, great book by Eric Berger. I recommend it, 
where one of Elon's deputies goes to visit, I think, in Colorado, Lock, Lockheed Martin's facility. And she says, I, I looked around and all these people were doing nothing. They were just sitting around waiting for right. the next government contract. Right, 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 Elon right. did not want to be in that business. He wanted to be in something else. OK, so Elon's at the top end of the bell curve, at the complete opposite end of the bell curve. And I think potentially where spin launch is, you've got Elizabeth Holmes, Stanford University dropout, 19-year-old girl who decides she's going to invent this breakthrough medical technology, because she's hardworking and attractive, she goes out, she had people like Henry Kissinger and George Shultz. These are former secretaries of the state, some of the most powerful men who've ever lived in the last century on her board. The whole thing is a house of cards. It doesn't work. It falls apart. She's under, she's right now, the trial is underway. She's being prosecuted by the federal government. So you've got the best case scenario of Elon Musk. You've got the worst case scenario of Elizabeth Holmes and, and Theranos, this phony baloney medical technology company that never happened. So at what point of that scale can we play spin launch? I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I would predict it'd be much more down toward the, the, the Elizabeth Holmes scale. And I don't know if I said, if you clicked on the link, Eddie, but I I clicked on a link to a no. guy who's a technology he's a he's a PhD a chemist actually who's published in peer reviewed journals. One of the things he does on his YouTube channel is he debunks uh, crazy technological claims, and he walks you through the video that was released by Spin Launch, and really does a devastating. I mean, just yeah. takes it apart. Uh, he first notices that a lot of the information on the computer screens of the video they showed of this test that happened in October is all blurred out. He's saying, well, why did it? Why, why, I mean, if you're doing transparency, why would you blur all this out? Uh, he looks at the video of the projectile coming out uh, of the centrifuge uh, and, and note, notes that it doesn't seem to be going in a straight line. That's uh, deeply problematic. He also notes that the projectile itself seems to be spinning end over end. You, you need it to go in a, in a straight line and, you know, keep its, keep itself in order. And he noted, it's great. I put a, I put a screen capture in, in, in the piece here where they have one of the employees, of course, they're all wearing the spin launch, uh, t-shirts. They're, they're gazing upward. Like this test they conducted last month is the most beautiful thing, you know, they've ever seen. They're and hugging each other. They're they are, hugging, they are embracing. Yes. Like yes. A, a, a Richard Branson. Yeah. But, uh, and I've looked at all the coverage and I've looked at the website of spin launch. They didn't release any details. The, the CEO, Mr. Yaney there with no, no experience. Uh, he said that our test was, let's see, uh, it performed amazingly and validated all of our efforts, but he didn't offer any specifics. You know, what kind of speed was achieved? Uh, what was, uh, you know, how high did the projectile in the suborbital test go? So they kept it all kind of in-house, a lot like Virgin Galactic, which which is not a very transparent company, uh, has never been known for its transparency. We find out after the fact after their test flights that, oh, yeah, there was a serious problem and, you know, we're almost putting people at risk. So are we seeing another case of a, a different type of Virgin Galactic coming to New Mexico and, and taking me, your dollars, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, let me rephrase this uh, you know, just for the, the sake of, of really trying to compact what is an insurmountable amount of uh, information, research, material, etc., Let's try to condense and make it simple and why we're focused on rockets to kick off the five o'clock hour here on a Monday back. Um, what we're actually talking about is we're not talking about rockets. We're not talking about anything. We're talking about bad decisions by your politicians who are deciding to go ahead and fund this crap and not one other state. What's the genesis of this? How did we even get to uh, become on their radar? It, Rebecca Dow, for the first time, went after Virgin Galactic. We know that that is going to be an abysmal failure. I already predicted its demise long ago. Here we have Spin Launch. I'm telling you from the outset, 
This will be an abysmal failure. It will never get to what it needs to get to. Uh, they have the YouTube video, which busts uh, it, and it says, ah, oh, the tumbling, right? Because it doesn't actually spin. Yep. yep. Uh, this isn't any fault of the release mechanism. He says this is the result of angular momentum. Exit trajectory doesn't quite line up with the tangent line of the barrel. If anybody is interested, I'd be happy to work out the physics on how much angular momentum there was on this in the test launch and how much there was in the final launcher. I'm not sure if this is angular momentum will be an issue for spin launch's full-scale version. Of course it is. It has to be. And it's going to fail just by a guy putting uh, together what seems to be about a 30, 20-minute video to completely debunk all of this. <laughs> it fails to consider the elementary principles of ballistics in all of this. And in so doing, fails to meet the threshold minimum standard if, as to, did anybody check this out? Do we have local science uh, do we have local people who said, yeah, this is a good thing, and this is why it will work, and here's going to be the future? No one's competing for any of this stuff uh, at this point. Let's see. The trajectory, the trajectory of the projectile is the path that it travels through. The drag is the resistance. Just the basics of physics alone yes. were never even considered. Yes. Yet you have people who are uh, running around, high-fiving, hugging, and investing even more and more money. Narrowing our discussion to bullets only, we can provide illustrations of the parabolic curve of the trajectory and the concepts related to it. And he shows the figures here. It says this will never achieve what it was ultimately trying to achieve, which is some level of space transport. Mm -hmm. Yet we're going to go ahead and continue. So what we're actually talking about here is more failed policy for something we've already invested. This is uh, throwing what you call good money after bad money, bad policy. I'd love to know who the, economic development liaison or the first person to bring this in. It's like, hey, everybody, I've got the newest, uh, greatest thing. Uh, let's bring this in because I, that genesis, in my opinion, is the core level of corruption, uh, not to mention the core level of stupidity. Uh, and I think they sort of go hand in hand and they know that they can get away with this because literally nobody is paying attention to this other than the Dowd write-up that uh, the Dowd 3000, what he put out uh, today. There is no attention to this whatsoever. What Kevin Robinson Avila will certainly do, is he going to put it on the front? Hey, we've got another tenant. Look, at they're about to launch. Here's, yep. the, here's the field of view. This is eventually how many passengers. This is eventually how much payload. It's going to be some sort of cockamamie BS story that the people of New Mexico are like, what the hell is spin launch? <laughs> I don't even know, but apparently it's going to send us into space. And it's going to get, I mean, people need to understand, even write your very, uh, uh, what was this guy, Yaney? Yes, Jonathan Yaney. The guy's already been, what, indicted, was the brought brother, down yeah, by the yeah. feds? Yeah, the brother, yeah. That's a one degree of separation who's likely also involved in all of it. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, yeah. But it's the same story, Dowd. Let me say, it's a pattern. Yes. You've yes. established a pattern. You've established a paradigm. But they know that they can get away with it. They're not even pretending. They know it's not going to go into space. And then they're going to try to do it again. Yeah, and I, you make a great point, Eddie. The, the, the kind of brain power we have at the National Labs in New Mexico, uh, the kind of people you would go to, I would love to see Dr. X with his knowledge, uh, you know, take a look at the physics of this. Um, and it's fascinating because I, I don't come from this background, but I've had to sort of get up to speed over the last right. couple of weeks looking at this. It's, it's really interesting looking at other high-speed 
vehicles and projectiles and just how difficult it is when you hit that atmosphere. You know, none of us think of the atmosphere. We think of air as, you know, we glide through it like air. You know, air has mass. And the, and the more you speed up an object, the more resistance there is, the hotter that object gets. Uh, the, the debunking video was really fascinating, looking at how the SR-71 Blackbird flying at the top of the atmosphere with very little, like, you know, less than 1% of the atmospheric pressure we have, would still heat up to hundreds of degrees. And the kind of uh, uh, materials you need at such high temperatures in order to maintain the, you know, integrity of what you're sending up there, uh, this is the longest of long shots. And if it hadn't been for taxpayer subsidization, Eddie, I would have said to these guys, go for it. Build, a, well, build this technology demonstrator. Go get investors. It's their money. It's not my money. Go for it. Every so often, Elon did it. There's a breakthrough in how you look at something. But again, when you're involving government, when you, that means taxpayer money into a project like this that is really a very, very low percentage of success. And you have people in public office who have a, a fiduciary trust to the public fisc. They don't care because in their world, this is more jobs for New Mexico. Vote for me. Who's Lita? Why is this Lita funding going to this, right? You guys need to understand what Lita is. Yes. This Lita funding, $4 million, went to fund. Now, remember, they've raised their own money. Why yep. are we providing that money for exactly. proof of concept? Exactly. Like, that's the real question. Yep. And to the, uh, to the point of uh, one of the guys uh, here, uh, let me say this. Spin Launch actually got PPE money. It did. How much money did they get from the federal government? Uh, 2.5 million. 2.5 million in addition to the 4 million, which is 6.5 million, in addition to the 80 million that they generated. Do we know that there's any proof that that 80 million actually made the kitty somewhere? Or we just, are, is New Mexico only, they ostensibly got $80 million. Dowd, any proof? Uh, yeah, the 80 is, the, yeah, the, 80 is the, the, the private investment. They also got, and I noted in here, and I can't find any, any dollar amount, they got a federal contract uh, subsidy from the Pentagon, which I think would open the door to them, which allowed to them to get the $2.5 million for PPE by being a national security asset, which, of course, as we're saying, Eddie, <laughs> there's no evidence that this is a national security asset at all. It's a technology demonstration program. It's a startup company with no revenue. So, uh, you know, that, that's a bit of a stretch. There will, be, there will be no revenue because I doubt at any point this is just a, a bunch of geeks uh, with – federal money hanging out in the desert, shooting crap into outer space or not even getting anywhere close because none of that has actually been done. The guy that's actually uh, involved, Maximus Yaney, okay? The brother, this, he's the brother, yeah. Okay, he actually did the venture capital deal after selling Titan, you might remember, yep. to Google. Yep. And yep. Uh, that was one they said, oh, we're going to be here. That was on the other side of the mountain. We had our facility. But instead, you know, it just went bye-bye and took off out of here. <laughs> it, I mean, it, like, all, it all, so much corruption. It's its own tail, Eddie. You're, you're yeah. asked, I didn't have time to get into this in the piece because I wanted to just focus on spin launch. But the Yaney brothers started this company, uh, Titan Aerospace. Now, what that was going to do was have drones that are solar-powered hover way up in the upper atmosphere and deliver Internet, okay, they were in, out at the Moriarty Airport when they were bought, the Titan Aerospace was, space was bought by Google. And at the time, Susanna Martinez said, 
We got Google to come to New Mexico. This yeah, is the greatest God. thing in the world. What did Google end up doing? They ended up leaving New Mexico. They paid a $1 million penalty because of the, the funding that had been appropriated to them. They had to do a, a pay a clawback. It's called a clawback penalty when you when you renege on a corporate welfare deer, deal. Uh, if it's in, written in the agreement, if it's written in the agreement, you have to pay the money back. Google paid a million dollars to get out of New Mexico to go back to California with Titan Aerospace's technology. Then, three years later, it still hasn't been reported in the New Mexico press. Three years later, Google said, yeah, we've been looking at this thing for three years, and uh, we're scrapping it. So, I mean, it, it, as I said, it, it always comes back around in New Mexico. It's all the same the same little lily pad pond here. Uh, but anyway, what we're talking about right now is, is Spin Launch. Highly Highly speculative company. Most space launch companies fail, but politicians are devoting your money to it. There it is. There's the report. You can get it only at www.rockoftalk.chat. News like no other place. Yep. George Harrison, uh, you know, back on uh, this day uh, in the news, uh, you might uh, remember that it was what George Harrison succumbed to lung cancer at the age of 58 on uh, November 29th of. Uh, 2001. So here's a good song that he had, one of his last, and his mind set on you, George Harrison. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Back to check on the Crime Report with Murder Mike here in three minutes. The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live, on demand, get the top ten news of the day, or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505 828 4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505 828 4068. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. 
Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide the loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Ranchos, Pampers Pets, all-natural wet and dry pet food, tasty treats, and supplements, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. And Dancer, and Prancer, and Vixen, Comet, and Cupid, and Donner, and Blitzen. What do you recall? The most famous reindeer of all. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. 
And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glowed. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh? Uh, there he is, Rudolph, just in time for a post-Thanksgiving visit. This used to be the week when all the great CBS specials would come out and a Charlie Brown Christmas. Now you just get them on demand and uh, the timing is missed and you would rush home to watch that. And that of course is the voice of one Burl Ives back in 87. He joined Mac Davis and Dolly Parton for the down home country Christmas episode of ABC's Dolly uh, singing numerous holiday holiday favorites with children and puppets. And boy, if uh, the holidays could only be like they used to where people would gather in all, you know, watch at one time. I think it's just, it, is, it was that event. Charlie Brown Christmas is coming out. We're going to watch it. Oh, I can't wait for it to be on. So I uh, had a wonderful weekend with my kids. We went out to Vegas and we had a, you know, just, just a tremendous, tremendous time. Uh, so I just wanted to, uh, we visited it as much as possible. We saw dolphins and lions and, and, uh, you know, leopards and uh, sharks. You have the shark tanks and stingrays. We got to touch stingrays and, all that kind of stuff uh, that that's out there, and uh, hung out at the uh, MGM Grand, and then uh, we went to go see Miss Miss Dare. It was a very French, very French uh, weekend and uh, Thanksgiving. I gotta tell you, I think that's my fourth or fifth time I saw Miss Dare, which was absolutely riveting, awesome, and of course, uh, Bastion has to have the rainbow sweatshirt or have a complete and total breakdown, meltdown. Uh, so uh, he, we th- that got that got purchased. Prior to walking in, so you got to keep the you got to keep the uh, Till of the Hun happy. That's I now refer to him as a Till of the Hun. The man has literally the man, the six year old man has the entire world wrapped around his finger in one way, shape, or form. And me and Sam for the entire time are just ribbing each other the whole time. I said, I'm sure he's uh, conjuring up ways to like snap your neck or murder you or. Something. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad to hear <laughs> that the boys made it back, Eddie. I thought that if any children would ever die of too much happiness, those uh, boys were at risk. I mean, that itinerary you read yeah, uh, last week, packed. you had 17 things in a row, just the Avengers and the animals and just so many things. No, I'll go through it all. I'll, uh, I'll spend some time on it. I think it's worth uh, noting that I don't gamble, um, nor, nor, nor am I interested in gambling. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. Although I did uh, plan, place a friendly wager on uh, the Arizona Cardinals to win the Super Bowl, so I, I did do that just because. Hey, if you're in Vegas, you got to do do some, a Vegas thing. So I did do that, a sm- small wager on all of that. Uh, some follow up uh, from our previous segment, and thanks for you know again. Just remember that this isn't about space. We're not actually talking about space. We're talking about funding concepts that don't work, ladies and gentlemen. Rail Runner, <laughs> the rocket uh, ship down, the, the space cadets uh, going on. I mean, there's just uh, the the buses. Like, these are all just bad ideas, and they're being pitched to you without apology, without fail, and rammed down your throat, and you're say, supposed to say, oh, I can't wait till the latest and greatest is coming out. And, and, and it's never late. It's always late and never great. Let me just – I think that's the, the way to uh, state that. And the, the latest in all that, if we can just sort of wrap this around, is Virgin Galactic will mo- almost certainly go bankrupt. 
You have uh, Richard Branson pulling out $2 billion in all of this. Uh, this is uh, a failure of epic proportions, epic proportions. And the Lita deal was funding the proof of concept yet again, when this is a company that should be able to go ahead and fund itself. Uh, Eclipse Aviation is yet another yep. of the Lita failures. Vern Rayburn, you might remember him. Uh -huh. Titan, that also involves Vern Rayburn and one Max Yaney. And then, of course, as you just mentioned, Google. Loon, Facebook and Google. <laughs> Uh, more of uh, that, uh, more lead of funds coming out of that. Aero Environment. Oh, I can't remember uh, that. That was back in the day. Uh, Al Seckel and Ghislaine Maxwell. We will touch upon that uh, probably more tomorrow than today. And then uh, finally, Hapsmobile. Uh, Vernon Rayburn, Facebook, Google, and uh, uh, spin, uh, spin Launch is the sixth of those. We're all coming in. And, and don't and forget here, the two solar companies, uh, Advent Solar oh, and nice. Shot Solar, both imploded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, if you want something to fail, just fund it through the state of New Mexico. I think that is uh, becoming readily apparent. Uh, here's from the New Mexico Economic Development. Back in 2019, Dowd, uh, here it is. For immediate release, spin launch breaks ground for new test facility at the Spaceport America. May 7, 2019, they said, uh, is the world's first purpose-built commercial spaceport, Spaceport America. And, and look what it's got us. Nothing. No revenue, doesn't matter if it was the first, whatever. Attending the groundbreaking ceremony was Dan Hicks, Dowd's buddy, <laughs> CEO of Spaceport America, Alicia J. Keys, Cabinet Secretary of Economic Development for the State of New Mexico, and Jonathan Yaney, there he is, founder and CEO of Spin Launch, among New Mexico government and business leaders and students from area universities. I'd love to see the, the photo op draw back from that. You know, we were doing a photo op over at the Mister. You know, just taking all the, the the family pictures there, and then and then there you go with 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 this. I mean, I'd love to see the photo op of who was supporting this cramp. Uh, Spin Launch was founded in 2014. Has it ever turned a profit since 2014? Uh, well, it has no product, so no. <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, the new agreement uh, for Spin Launch uh, enables them to develop a seven million dollar construction project, adding 20 new jobs in New Mexico at the space did they ever really truly build anything? Did they? It was something. Yes, they, they built the technology demonstrator that they're boasting about this great successful test flight that happened in October that uh, smart people are picking apart, and we still don't have any accurate data on what actually happened. We have a video, and then of course the local media, the national media, they all just fawn all over this and say, "Oh, it's the new way to get to space," and they don't do their due diligence like say maybe uh, RocketTalk.chat <laughs> does. Uh, I'm excited to welcome an innovative company like. Spin launch to our state, Governor Lujan Grisham said. Aerospace has a tremendous potential as an economic driver. <laughs> and my step by step, we take encourages the growth of an industry that can put New Mexicans to work and catalyze our local communities in a very positive development. <laughs> wow. The catalyst. It's a, everything yeah, is a catalyst for greater things to come. <laughs> so there it is. Uh, you might want to call Bruce Krasnow on that. Uh, I don't know if he's. Still involved with Michelle Lujan Grisham. Former, former business reporter for the Santa Fe New Mexican who ah. found a nicer, a nicer job with state government. Yeah, yeah I always like that. You know, Chris Ramirez told me uh, while we were out there uh, swinging the clubs, could spin launch come from golf technology? Why don't we just manufacture drivers? Okay. I'm talking about just actually manufacture drivers down there. But he told me that, uh, yeah, he might uh, look at a, a city or a state job uh, someday instead of just doing reporting. I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it's comparable. Maybe you get yeah. more money working. For Beats it. working. <laughs> Hilarious.
All right. Uh, we've got uh, Murder Mike uh, giving us the rundown of the last five days. Uh, Murder Mike, we could go for five hours uh, on the events, but I want you to, to keep it tight, nice and tight here uh, for our listeners and uh, tell the good people what they missed while they were out of town. Uh, a lot of interesting things surfacing. Lots, lots happened in the last five days, and I'm glad you had a, a good time in Vegas. I hope you didn't run into any traffic snarls on the way out there. So uh, they put that up just for you, Eddie. So anyway, I, also I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to Dow's Rock of Thought uh, chat. That is, you'll get information there that I guarantee you, you will not get anywhere else. I'm fascinated with the site, and I can't wait to get more of it. So uh, but that being said, there's my PSA for today. I'm going to move right to the news this afternoon. Uh, beginning with Tuesday afternoon, another vehicular homicide occurred Tuesday afternoon at Louisiana and Claremont Northeast. The crash occurred after a Toyota Camry traveling north on Louisiana, driven by Quentin White, crashed into a pickup truck. The truck was waiting in the intersection for a pedestrian to clear the crosswalk before it was struck. The crash killed White's friend and passenger, Daniel Torres, and the driver of the pickup was transported to a hospital with minor injuries. White claims he was speeding to the hospital because his friend Torres had passed out. White not only performed poorly on a field sobriety test, he admits to opiate and cannabis consumption the morning of the accident. Quentin White is in yeah. custody and faced vehicular homicide charges. Wow. Of course. Yeah. So he's got pot in his system. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, just in time for April. Legalize it. When legalize weed, he's got opiates. He's uh, obviously drinking alcohol as well and killing somebody out on the road. Uh, it, it, just sort of comparatively speaking, uh, if you don't mind me jumping into this uh, for a second, an update from the APD. Uh, a murder Mike, the man accused of driving drunk and causing a fatal crash. Now, you might recall about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I believe I was talking about the rapid racing that's going up and down the freeways and up and down Montgomery and just everywhere. Well, the man accused of driving drunk, you might know him as Casino. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, not, not kidding. Casino, yes. Yeah, driving drunk, causing a fatal crash last week, was driving 96 miles per hour at the time of impact. Police also found six firearms, ammunition, drugs, after executing a search warrant on the SUV being driven by 19-year-old Casino Salazar. Wait, there's more. It gets better. Police arrested Salazar after he was treated for his injuries at the hospital. He has been charged with vehicular homicide, open container, negligent use of a deadly weapon. So on Saturday, November 20th, uh, 2021, he was driving westbound on Montgomery, 7 p.m., when his Chevrolet SUV struck a silver GMC. don't even know if it's his. That was turning northbound on Morris. So Montgomery and Morris. The driver of the GMC, Kevin Barton, was killed, 58 years of age, as a result of the crash. Officers downloaded the event data recorder. The vehicle Salazar was driving, which determined he was traveling 96 miles an hour, close to speed limit under the stretch of Montgomery, where the crash occurred, was 40 miles an hour. There you go. Uh, Salazar and four passengers in the SUV were transported to a local hospital to be treated for injuries. Witnesses identified Salazar as the driver and said he appeared to be intoxicated. Salazar was arrested and charged with homicide by vehicle, open container, negligent use of firearm. Upon the execution of the search warrants on his vehicle, they seized three Glock handguns, one 1911 handgun, one AR-15, one AK-47, miscellaneous ammunition, and 185 grams of THC wax, which is cannabis. There you go. According to court right. records, Salazar was arrested last Tuesday, November 16th, just four days before, following a similar incident 
in Roswell, New Mexico. Police there said Salazar was traveling at a high rate of speed that resulted in a single car crash. He fled the scene on foot but was captured after pursuit. He was charged with several crimes, including DUI. How come he wasn't in jail? Resisting, evading, or obstructing an officer. Police found more than $4,300 in cash on Salazar and several firearms. There you go. He remains in custody at the Metropolitan Detention Center. But I just got to know, like, how a man who got arrested for DUI, how he got out, and how he uh, acquired three Glocks, one 1911, one AR-15, one AK-47, miscellaneous ammunition, and 185 grams of THC. How did that happen within a span of four days where he continued to wipe out an additional five people just four days later? Only that is that is your New Mexico true moment for today, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Sad only in New Mexico. That's all I can say. Only in New Mexico. It, it's baffling how people can get by with this. Then they, they get out on bond. They go out and do the same thing over and over again. Who knows what will happen this time. Hopefully this time they'll they'll get him. I still think they had to bring, bring back the three strikes law and uh, capital well, punishment. But that's all right, let's, go, let's keep it on the uh, – you stay on the reporting, and we'll stay on the interpretation there, Murder Mike. Go ahead. There you go. All right, I'm going to move to Wednesday here. And this is a story that we first alluded to, and, and I remember you were showcased it because of, the, of, of, of a picture not being present. But a suspect has been arrested in the fatal road rage shooting that took place near Old Town on October 6th. Wednesday, APD arrested Josh Butler, age 29, and charged him with an open count of murder and tampering with evidence after shooting and killing Nelson Gallegos while Nelson's grandson was helplessly in the backseat of the victim's vehicle. Gallegos was taking, taking his grandson to lunch to celebrate his 52nd birthday when the shooting took place. That was something that we were talking about uh, when that happened there, Eddie. And then uh, moving to Thanksgiving Day, just before 9 a.m., first responders were called out to a fatal rollover crash on I-40 just west of Gorge. It was reported that an unidentified female was traveling from eastbound I-40 to northbound Gorge when the rollover occurred. The female was transported to a to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Officials have not released the name of the woman and continue their investigation. And also a hit and run occurred on the Sail del Norte at the Rio Grande River crossing. It was reported that a speeding car crashed into another and then rolled. Two adult passengers got out of the rolled vehicle and fled on foot but were later apprehended. APD reported that there was also a four-year-old child found in the vehicle but, was, uh, but appeared to be uninjured. The driver, Marcus Olguin, was obviously intoxicated and believed that alcohol played a role in the crash. Moving to Friday, uh, there was two officer-involved shootings that occurred on Friday. A deputy-involved shooting was reported Friday afternoon. BCSO reports that deputies chased the suspect after a hit-and-run occurred. When deputies caught up with the unidentified suspect, he got out of the car with a rifle. No deputies were injured. And the incident, but the unidentified suspect was shot and killed by uh, deputies. Okay, so there's some disputing information on that. Uh, did he actually get out with the rifle, or did he get out and had the rifle in his car? Well, it's my understanding that he got out with the rifle, but again, that's a matter of interpretation. So, so here, here's the here's the problem. Here's another uh, big winner for Manny Gonzalez's BCSO. I can tell you already what's going to end up happening is BCSO is going to get sued because uh, from the report that I'm looking at, it was a traffic stop. 
and the suspect displayed a firearm and the deputy fired upon the individual while he was in the vehicle. Oh, okay. Well, now, this is a perfect example of why if they're wearing their body cams, then there, there'll be no no disputing what that, happened. That's a big if in uh, Manning Gonzalez's BCSO. Yeah. So as I'm looking at this, and this was on Edith and Rutherford, uh, from uh, if there was no body cam and looking at what we're looking at here, there is the potential. And, you know, again, this is all hearsay until it's complete and total uh, factual reporting, which means that we're going to need we're going to need video uh, of this. And, you know, we have certainly seen this happen before, but this uh, this provides potentially a liability uh, for BCSO, according uh, to the report that I'm looking at. What else you got there, Murder Mike? Most definitely. Well, there was a second officer involved shooting that occurred just outside of Santa Fe at the Klein's Corner Friday afternoon. According to New Mexico State Police, an unidentified man and woman robbed a Santa Fe Starbucks at gunpoint Friday afternoon. Following the robbery, the suspect for, led for officers what? on a high speed. What are you going to uh, rob yeah. out of a, a Starbucks in Santa Fe? What is going uh, yeah, I, on? Those people uh, are definitely on drugs. There's no doubt that whoever was doing that was just looking to make a quick score so they can get a hit of uh, whatever they were looking for out there. Cocaine, uh, marijuana, some, uh, how could it not be? It's a Starbucks. What time of day was yeah, this? Yeah, you can't get a whole lot of money out of yeah, it. You're, not gonna, I mean, just... you're, you're talking to a 17-year-old barista. Like, seriously. You don't, mm-hmm. all right, so, sorry to interrupt. It's so annoying. Go, no, that's okay. Go on with the report, sorry. Oh, well, well, according to New Mexico State Police, an unidentified man and woman had robbed the Santa Fe Starbucks at gunpoint Friday afternoon. Following the robbery, <laughs> the suspect fled officers on a high-speed pursuit southbound on New Mexico 285, reaching speeds in excess of 100 miles per hour. I need this orange frappuccino. Oh, no way. You're not going to catch me. I'm all charged up. What are you talking about? We just pumpkin spice latte. We just got that barista at gunpoint and the fifty dollars she had in the cash drawer because everyone's using their Starbucks cards. What is going? On? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, who, are, who is this Bonnie and Clyde? Who are these? Uh, who are these high risk takers that had to have their Java? Yeah, they must have because the pursuit ended just south of Klein's Corner when a female <laughs> suspect opened fire on officers. <laughs> Over coffee in a high-speed Over pursuit coffee. because you and held up a barista. The barista would have given you as much coffee as you wanted to have. She wouldn't have cared. It's like, here you go. What, do you want to yeah. try our uh, new pumpkin spice uh, latte 2021? I mean, they, they what do they care? <laughs> I know. it's a, And the pursuit was involving not only the state police, but Torrance County oh. and Santa Fe County as well as well. So well, I'm glad we got it. Oh, wow. I bet it was a joyride driven by too much Java at the end of the day. But we committed all those resources to chasing chasing these crazy people who probably weren't even driving their own car. Because it, likely, if you're robbing a Starbucks, you don't own your own car. No, you usually, if you're going to pull an armed robbery, you're usually in a stolen car. That's oh, part of the my gosh. profile. Well, as officers returned fire on the fleeing vehicle, (laughs) it left the road and crashed into a tree. The driver of the vehicle described as the vehicle was described as a black Kia, self-extricated himself and was quickly taken into custody by deputy. The female suspect was found in the vehicle deceased. 
Her identification as well as cause of death will be determined by the office of the medical investigator. Coffee so good, you died for it. There you go. (laughs) Well, okay, I'll I'll move into traffic news for a Friday. Boy, the weekend was just filled with fatal car accidents. The fatal accident happened on westbound off-ramp from I-40 to Unser. Mm. A passenger vehicle somehow ended up underneath a semi-truck, causing a significant traffic backup on I-40 near the Unser exit for several hours. The driver of the vehicle, who was trapped inside the vehicle, was pronounced dead on the scene by EMS personnel. Later that same evening, around 9 p.m., APD responded to a pedestrian hit-and-run accident at Ortiz and Anderson Southeast. The pedestrian was transported to UNMH in critical condition. There was no information on the suspected hit-and-run driver. Quickly moving to Saturday, around 1 a.m. Saturday morning, AFR was dispatched to a commercial structure fire by the airport near Yale and Gibson. Oh, man. When it arrived, it was... Well, did well, you see that building, by the way? No, I was out of town. I, you knew I was out of town. What, what burned? Well, no, but I mean, when you got back, I, I, seen I, don't know what, what, I don't know what building, what burned. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm a creature of uh, habit. I, I, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. Is, uh, but, but when you just arrived, there was smoke showing from an abandoned multi-story building that had been boarded up. Oh, the I know which one. I know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was right next the to three, it's okay. right next to three seven seven. It's uh it, it's not abandoned. There's just not a single tenant in it. Um, oh, okay. This yeah. Supposedly, uh, but the fire was located between the first and second floors of the building, making it extremely difficult for fire crews to get control of. There was significant damage to the building as a result of the fire. However, no injuries were reported. The cause of the fire is under investigation, but there was evidence that squatters had been in the building. Prior to the fire. There you go. Find a squatter. Here you go. Find a squatter, set your building on fire, collect the insurance money, right? I mean, just just some, hey, just tell homeless people, uh, I'm going to keep the doors open for a few days. Go enjoy yourselves, but uh, get out of here about uh, 1 a.m. on a Saturday. You know. yeah, and don't forget to leave the fire burning. <laughs> I know it's a, but I just reported. I had some of the stories I don't believe myself, but this is what I hear. No, I believe like, that. Uh, that's, uh, that's, it's classic. Classic New Mexico get-rich-quick get scheme, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't sell your building to a, another person, sell it to the insurance company. They're always willing to buy. Moving forward to Sunday, BCFD mm. responded to a hit-and-run accident in the South Valley just after 6.30 p.m. Deputies from BCSO responded to a pedestrian hit-and-run accident at Rio Bravo and just led us southwest. Ooh. Two pedestrians had been hit by a vehicle which fled the scene. Both victims were transported to UNMH, one who was unconscious with multiple broken bones and injuries, mm. the second with less severe injuries. No offender information was available. Then, just after 7 p.m., New Mexico State Police and Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office was dispatched to a, the Carmel area referenced a fatal car crash. The, the accident occurred on eastbound I-40, just west of Carmel, involving a single vehicle rollover crash. One victim was dead on the scene. A second patient was uninjured in the accident. Traffic was diverted to Old 66 while the accident was being investigated. It's unknown if alcohol or speed were factors in the accident. And in other news, <laughs> this is something you're going to love. In other news, the traffic Charlie Foxtrot west of Albuquerque resumes today on I-40. We all know what a Charlie Foxtrot is. Road construction in the area of the Laguna Pueblo as well as the Route 66 Casino had various lane closures up, making the already confusing entrance to the casino even more difficult to navigate 
as on and off ramps undergo asphalt resealing. Yeah, who cares about that? It's just stupid. I mean, yeah, I like the way uh, Greg characterized it in the first hour. You know, we've got uh, three, three economic development drivers, weed, casinos, and uh, I don't know what the other one was. I think movies is what he was saying. You know, uh, honestly, I don't think that they should be helping facilitate uh, more on and off ramps uh, to that area. Uh, in fact, I believe that that is uh, – someone's got to check on the Route 66 people out there, see what they donated to Michelle Lujan Grisham's campaign and – you know, see if there's some complaints going on. I would, I would look at that. That's what I'd look at because why are they suddenly, you know, focused on helping things over at Route 66? So the only good thing they've ever done in their life is uh, made sure that uh, what's that name, Kathy Griffin, that make sure that she didn't show up. That's the only good thing that the Route 66 is never good for. Stay away from the casinos, please. Seriously. Severed head. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing they denied her from being able to perform there. So there you go. All right. Uh, you know, I, I got some other things that kind of disturbing that came up uh, while I was gone. It, what happens is you start going to this news break app because you're just like getting the popcorn news that's just coming in and inevitably just so negative. It's like, oh, Lobos. Oh, Lobos. I was going to go Lobo game for basketball and um, it ended up going because it was just it was just one more thing for us to do. And, you know, young uh, the youngsters know the the coaches on the Lobo basketball team were big supporters of, of Lobo basketball, but we did uh, lose, lose twice. Um, but there's this awful story about the Duke City Gladiators player identified as a victim in, in the November 7th homicide. And I don't know, I know that we reported on all of this uh, murder, Mike, but this was a former college football player. He was actually, believe it or not, reported missing for a week. He had just signed a new contract, okay, and his name was Martes Patterson, uh, 26 years of age, shot to death earlier this month. Now, what's really interesting is he also ostensibly, from what I'm being told, from the information that I'm gathering uh, from other people and people, I guess, in the know, he assaulted another football player on his own team. Yeah. <clears throat> Their season just ended just a few months ago. His team is now speaking out. Patterson played for the Gladiators this past season. Team says the free agent was looking forward to staying here. He had signed a new contract, actually. Matt Avila said his friendship with Patterson started the moment he picked him up from the airport. He describes this to, uh, the lineman uh, who stood around as a six foot five big teddy bear. I still remember this. So here's all the song and dance and the good stuff. But there's something more here uh, from what I'm hearing. And I'm not sure, you know, I don't have time to go and do the investigation on any of this stuff. And you know, but but keep your ears out for that murder, Mike. See what see what happened I, there with Martin uh, Patterson. See if you can find any more because we have a very good way in the city of Albuquerque of covering up uh, murders and all the details. It's rare where we actually get uh, good details, as we have discovered and found out uh, in our reporting, uh, what's actually going on in these situations. And here's a high-profile situation that almost everyone's mom, and they're almost like, well, he was a. Uh, he was the he was the star of our team. He was the center of our. He was the the anchor. You know. Uh, okay, but w- tell us what happened. You got a, a high profile uh, murder that has has happened here, and no one's talking about it. And why not? That's what I want to know. Something more to the story. So I'd appreciate if you could uh, do any kind of additional stuff. How about some stats? Stats and more stats. Well, we we actually I. Uh... It was so slammed over the weekend, I didn't even have a chance to add up all the stats yet. And wow. I got one more story to go, and then I'll, I'll close it off. But this, this happened just uh, shortly before uh, showtime. When a traffic stop, 
turns drug bust after APD makes a stop at Southeast Albuquerque. An officer made the traffic stop after noticing the vehicle driven by 28-year-old Nathan Martinez had no license plate. After learning that Martinez is a convicted felon, police searched the vehicle and discovered more than the usual. APD, APD seized a total of six firearms, 200 rounds of ammunition, 28 social security cards, 22 driver's licenses, and 22 EBT cards. Additionally, they confiscated 3,800 fentanyl pills. Those go for about $10 a piece, so there's about, what, $38,000? 441 grams of meth, 91 grams of heroin, along with other pharmaceuticals. APD also found more than $9,000 in cash and discovered that three of the six firearms were stolen. Martinez has been charged with drug trafficking and felony possession of a firearm. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. That's, that's about it for there. But uh, just finally on the lighter side, the, the traditional River of Lights kicked off this weekend in, in, at the Albuquerque Botanical Garden. The opening was sold out with a record-breaking 6,400 people attending. So, Eddie Dow, that's BS. a good look at it. BS. Pop the news. BS. I called BS. There, there was not that many people here. But getting back to the real stats here, let, let's, let's get to this, okay? A driver stopped in the southeast right up the road here. Uh, six guns, three stolen, 441 uh, grams of meth, 91 grams of heroin. I mean, this guy, was, was he, he not geared up for party time? 3,776 fentanyl pills. I mean, just, just listen 3, to this. 3,800. Okay, well, I got 3,776. Sounds like someone counted oh. them all. <laughs> it's like, wow. Well, Probably this? one by one. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, and what have I been telling everybody? About no plates, no registration. Have I not been saying that for how long now? Uh, 22 licenses, 22 EBT cards. Now, I got to figure out, like, how is the EBT cards making it into this guy? But, like, are people trading their EBT cards for, like, their their skim that they're getting? It's like, I get $400 a month, I'll keep your EBT card, give me the number, I'll take it out, and then I'll drop your pills, right? I'll drop your heroin, I'll drop your meth, right? There you go, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Way to go. More dependency. Way to go. Good job there. Uh, 28 social security cards, identifications, right? So what's a social security, what's a social security card worth? New people who are coming in, if you want to buy a social security card, about 4,000 bucks or something, probably for that, uh, to get in, that'll get you lots of, seriously, pretty hard to steal a social security card for 28 people, just totally releasing themselves of their identity just for some blow. And then 200 rounds of ammo. There you go. There's the, there's the, uh. Folks, we are in a lawless, anarchist type of society right here. I mean, I know you guys have seen Mad Max and we got Murder Mike, uh, but, but folks, this is Armageddon right here. The type of stuff that you're seeing, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. I really am not. You can walk into a store, you can hold up. Like, it's every man for himself. You call 911, it's 20 minutes. If you don't have a gun on you, you got problems at this point, right? And they're now trying to take your guns and make sure that you got vaccinations before you go into the roundhouse. I, I ain't going anywhere. That's all I can tell you. This is what's happening. Uh, well, I have a gun. I take it with me all the time. So, I mean, it's just part of me now. Well, I, now you're I, out, I out of the, the, the street night. Now yeah, you're out of the, the zone, right? You're out of the the war zone. Did you move out already? You just had oh, a, no, I'm, you just I'm had a drive-by at your house. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm dug in, and I'm, I'm locked and loaded, and I'm ready. So, I, right. you know. It, Be safe. 
that's actually a safe place. But Eddie Dow, thank you for everything. You guys have a fantastic week ahead, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, God willing. I mean, if you stay safe, Duck. That's all I got to say. Yeah, Duck Murder Mike. Duck Murder Mike. You take care of yourself because I need more of your free plugs for me. Thank you. Wow, look at that. <laughs> the, the whole the whole show's turning into. PSAs and free plugs for, for uh, Rock of Talk. Uh, Back after a All quick good. break here in the Kiva on AM1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Little, little Vegas action. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- Three six eight three. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van S. Do you know what your building is worth? Would you like to get a free cost analysis within 24 hours? We can help. Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683, 883 883- 3683 
Takotote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater has the Family of Five meal deal. One and a half pounds of meat, fresh homemade tortillas, the sides, and don't forget the salsa. Enjoy takeout, dine-in, Takotote, hugetacos.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. When you suffer a personal injury from a car crash, you need an attorney with integrity. I'm Mark Caruso, Caruso Law Offices. I am very pleased with my car accident case that Caruso Law Offices helped me settle. I hope I never need your services again, but if I do, I'll come back. Thanks. Caruso Law Offices will fight for you. Caruso Law Offices, 883-5000. Your personal injury attorney with integrity, 883-5000. CarusoLaw.com. This is David Allen Staley, Medicare Coverage Advisor with the Senior Health Resource Center. The Medicare annual enrollment period is now open save possibly hundreds or even thousands of dollars with the right Medicare plan. It's important to understand the new Medicare options just released before the December 7th deadline. Call to set up your free Medicare consultation, 505-350-3858. Again, 505-350-3858. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Shake your mind like I'm 
Thanks for joining us. Hour three. A little bit long on the Murder Mike report there. That's the Smiths. How soon is now? It's right now. Here it is. And uh, we didn't we didn't spend any time today talking whatsoever about uh, vaccine, masking, or Omicron. And I think that's what a lot of people were probably expecting us out today. I was in Vegas over the uh, long extended weekend, and I got to say, I, I truly enjoyed myself um, uh, because you got to watch two kids uh, with their father who really has been, you know, I'm, you know, this isn't a confessional or anything like that, but, you know, I have not been in my kids' lives as much as I should have been or could have been or would have been. And um, I think, folks, all I can tell you is that there is nothing more important than being with your kids. And I've got so many photos and everything. And my son literally says, Dad, this is the best weekend of my life. And let me tell you, you have no idea the impact of one sentence on the on your own life and how it impacts you. Um, that literally moved me. It was a I literally had a religious experience in a casino and I didn't win a penny, not one penny. My dad looks, uh, my son looks up at me, and I literally took a picture of him, and he looks up at me, and I'll I'll show you this. It's just it's the it's the most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. Like, look at that, Dowd. Look at that picture. No oh boy. As he's looking up with the ice cream in his hand, and you know he's got his dad back, and that's I, all I can tell you. That is the most important thing for him in the world. And I, let me tell you, I told him every bad joke in the world uh, that I could say. And he laughed at every single, well, you know, you know, I am. I'm just full of jokes. If you're out hanging out with me, I mean, one joke after another, they're nonstop. And Damn you, Eddie Aragon. You know that the only things that can get to my heart are kids and dogs. Uh, Damn you. My eyes are misting, Mr. Aragon. It is, uh, it was, it was a religious moment for sure. Did uh, I ever tell you the happiest moment I mean, of my life? You didn't, but I'd love to hear it. Um, I was taking care of my little nephew. You know, I spent 11 years taking care of him. His mother, well, it was right around now, November, dark at night. His mother came back from her Wall Street job that day, and I was in the kitchen holding him up. A toddler, maybe not even toddler. And his mother came into the door and 
got, you know, does, we, we all do, with really little kids, we all do the kind of emotional over-exaggeration kind of stuff. Yeah. And she said, yeah. uh, who came to see you? Hmm. And I thought, uh, his mother being at work all day, I thought she was talking about herself coming back to see her son. But they both sure. knew that she was talking about me. And his name for his uncle was Dee Dee, which, you know, is a woman's name. But when a kid names you something, you don't have yeah, any say in it. it. It's yeah, over. Yep. Um, and he... His whole face just beamed, and he, he squealed at the top of his lungs, and he slapped me on the shoulder, and he said, Dee-Dee! And he, he was just, you know, kids can't disguise their emotions. And he was just so happy that his uncle was there taking care of him for that weekend, and um, that was the happiest moment of my life. Well, the, the, my, uh, my, my hat's off to you, Dowd, for you remembering that and – uh, verbalizing that and putting that out because I think that means the world to your family. And this is what Christmas, this is what Thanksgiving, this is what the holidays are all about. It's not you and your selfish pursuits and I got to get mine and I'm going to go be happy and all that. You know what? These kids only have one chance at being a kid and that's it. And I can tell you, you know, I have, I have lived through some things. I have absolutely lived through some things. I have uh, the, <clears throat> the greatest tragedy I can think of is, is um, taking uh, children away from, you know, primarily their mother, but uh, more specifically uh, their family. Uh, I think that would be, you know, the, the worst crime that you can commit against any kid, any child. Um, and I have seen, you know, the the wreckage and carnage uh, that all that has uh, been. And let me just sort of take you through the weekend. First, uh, bubble baths every morning. <laughs> The I got kids, a picture of one of those. Yeah, you did. I sent you one. The kids were in the bubble baths literally every single morning. Had a great they 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 got into the room and you know the casino host is there and he's greeting. He knows you're coming in and all this stuff and and uh, he he hangs out. He he gives the kids a giant like bucket full of candy um, and everything. They didn't even finish half of it. I did get my wasabi peas. Uh, I don't know how that made it in there, but somehow wasabi peas made it in there. And yes, I ate every last one of those bad boys. Um, yeah, but bubble baths, and they'd they'd run they'd run to my bed, you know, and they'd be like, "Daddy, Daddy, can we can we take a bubble bath?" I'm like, "I'll be right there," because you have to draw the bath because it's like this super duper. But by the way, the jet tub. Um, <clears throat> You'll never have to wash your body one time in your entire Every life. Every part inside and out. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but I did sneak into the jet tub one time just to like, oh wow, this is this is this is high high uh, high end. Uh, so anyway, there was that, and then um, the breakfast spread in the room and all that kind of good stuff, which was absolutely amazing. And one of the fun things about Vegas is it's so Christmassy, like right out of the gates, like there's trees everywhere. There is. Christmas trees here, Christmas trees there, outside music. There's like holidays. Like, wait, we're in Vegas? What's going on here? You know, a palm tree can be a Christmas tree. Oh my gosh, the whole entire place was totally Christmased out. They're like, we they were ready at twelve oh one a.m. Friday morning. You know, ready to ready to rock and roll on on Christmas. And so um, the first stop was the uh, adventure. Uh, they have the. I don't like the the. I told you this, the fun dungeon. I don't, right. I don't like that. Was, yeah. I don't know what it was. It just kind of grabs me the wrong way, but went to Excalibur, checked out all that stuff. Uh, the, the kids. So my kids used to go to Dave and Buster's all the time. You know, you remember Dave and Buster's of course. And uh, they, it shut down. Well, one of the, uh, really? <clears throat> yeah. One of the uh, 
casualties of the uh, COVID economy was uh, Dave and Buster's as as, a, as well as, I don't know, uh, 40 to 52% of all small businesses uh, that were out there. Yeah, who needs them? And so, yeah, what do we need a business for? Jobs. I can tell you that my kids were absolutely crushed because Dave and oh. Buster's was kind of our place. So, you know, that's when I got the Xbox and we kind of stepped it up on the Xbox. And uh, fortunately, the Xbox has been the saving grace for the societal uh, connections for the youngsters. You know, the societal connections for the youngsters, really, they need to have that level of connectivity with each yep. other. And so they do so over the Internet and they're playing. Uh, I forget the names of the games, but it's all you know, real time. They've got headphones. My son has used his headphones so much with his speaker and all the microphone, and everything, so just like you, the one you have on right now yep. on rockoftalk.tv, that he uh, he wore it out and it broke. So he's not doing that anymore. So I got him a new one, and that came in. And guess what? Before we even got on the car, he says, Dad, I don't want to bring the Xbox. Oh, wow. Not only said it was the best uh, weekend of his life, he decided before he was so intent on the itinerary that I prepared for him for the entire weekend that he knew exactly what he was going to do the whole weekend, and he had no time for Xbox. Wow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, 21,000, 21,500 and some odd steps, uh, 20,600 steps, and uh, 18,300 steps, respectively, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all that. So uh, lots of air hockey was played. I've got all of those. And then I got to tell you, you know, MGM has done like a bang-up job of like encompassing that whole entire corner that's right around you know, the T-Mobile arena and everything that that's there. So they have the outdoor concert area, the M&M's factory. And the, uh, so the first thing, the little one, Attila the Hunt, uh, he, uh, (laughs) the name just sticks. I don't know why it just works. There's Attila the Hunt, whatever that man wants, get him, you know, like it it will come to him. He's not sure how it will come to him, but it will come to him. It will manifest it one way or another. Somehow it will come to him. (laughs) So we walk into the Hershey's chocolate uh, factory. Literally walk in. Oh, my gosh. He saw a pillow that was a wraparound pillow around his neck. Looks like a giant chocolate bar around his neck. Had to have it. I'm like, you're going to blow your wad right as soon as you come in, huh? That's it. <laughs> if you get to Vegas, and you're going to put five hundy on uh, as soon as you walk in swingers now. You know what I'm saying? So it was really funny, and, and, and he had a little bit of a meltdown outside the waterfalls that they had, all the activities that were out there. And then we just sort of made our way from Venetian to the volcanoes that was out there. And I got to tell you, uh, during Thanksgiving weekend, folks, uh, you might want to follow the Lobos next time around. They know what they're doing. Vegas is not very packed during Thanksgiving. There's hardly any lines. It's easy. Normally, if you're trying to get a taxi in Vegas back in the day, oh, my gosh, a good hour, hour and a half that you're waiting sometimes Mm -hmm, in line. mm -hmm. By that time, if you happen to be buzzing around, you're not buzzing by the time you get in that cab. And, and then you, that's, that gets dangerous because then you're sloshing drinks and you're doing all the, the Vegas things the Vegas way, which is never, never good and always messy. But there was hardly anybody there. There was, no, there was no traffic. So between dipping in and out of the Venetian, dipping in and out of, we went to the uh, large, very large Ferris wheel, 550. It's called the Link, uh, L-I-N-Q, and it's got like an entire area that's right there. It's an open air area. It's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Like, they did a superb job. Now, I will tell you, there's one downside to all of this, folks, and it is the mega, mega number of people who are either homeless, begging, or looking for more hits of weed. 
Vegas is figuring out a very quick way, and I do, do need to make a, a phone call to my uh, my friend Oscar Goodman and his soon-to-be son, will, which will likely be mayor, um, who is my attorney, by the way, uh, when I was in, in Vegas. Uh, <clears throat> I think they need to stop the open weed smoking that you are allowed to it, do. It is pervasive. Yeah. It is. Did you see that? By the way, I did see, yeah. I did see your uh, Smith & Walensky's Inside the Venetian. I wanted to go take a quick look at that. You must have enjoyed uh, being inside the Doge's Palace and all of that oh, stuff, right? Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. Tasty. The, the gelato and all the stuff. And then all the sides, cream corn and mushrooms mm-hmm. and oh, oh. Oh, man, all the good stuff. So uh, Friday was spent at the Adventure Dome at the uh, Circus Circus, which are, where I practically grew up. Uh, Circus Circus was, was quite the place. They had the Skyrise Tower. You know, I was there when before the Skyrise Tower was actually built. Uh, which is the 29-story edifice that is the larger part of, uh, which pales in comparison now to the uh, very tacky uh, Conrad Hilton Hotel, uh, which is, did you see that big red with a yep. giant television screen? Yeah, oh, God, it's really... Wasn't that an annoyance? Headache-inducing. <laughs> not only that, I think it totally detracts from the rest of the strip. Yeah. Whereas you have good architecture, it's like, oh, yeah, let's make a giant television to advertise our uh, abnormally large uh, building. Right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of that. Well, there's good spectacle and there's bad spectacle. I think that's bad spectacle. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Uh, inside, by the way, the Conrad Hilton Hotel uh, that is there is literally daylight. If you walk through the lobby of the Hilton, as uh, I did, <clears throat> by the way, Hilton is no longer the Hilton. That's called the Westgate. So the Hilton right. is now the new Con uh, uh, Hilton that's across the way. And if you see that, it's just bright, broad daylight. It's literally like the sun is inside the hotel. It's it's insane. I don't know what the heck their thought is it, but uh, the way that it was described to me by one of the taxi drivers is 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 a Macau casino. You know, an Asian oh. casino is really you know, which is why they have the giant red all the way around, and then the brightness. Of, apparently, um, the uh, Asians uh, really enjoy their casinos. Extremely bright. I yeah, didn't, yeah. Uh, what, My sister and brother-in-law, you know, they travel the world. They've been to that Macau. I'll ask them about that. You know? Yeah, that would be interesting okay. to kind of, uh, 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 yeah, we'll talk about my kids actually smelling weed for the very first time, uh, which was not happy. We hit every single ride with the exception of uh, the loop-de-loop roller coaster. Only the nine-year-old went on the loop-de-loop, the double back around 6G Turn. Is that the one in New York, New York? Or? No, the Adventure Dome. Oh, Adventure Dome. Okay, because I've been on the loop at New York, New York, and I did not have a good time. I'm not yeah. a roller coaster guy. <laughs> I, made, I made the nine-year-old go three times in a row. Oh, he, he loved it. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I was like, we got to do it again. We gotta, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of stupid when it comes to roller coasters. I don't care what the weight is or the height is. I will get on the roller coaster. I just, I, I think roller coasters are, like, awesome. I've done... Mm-hmm. Everything from Goliath to X. If there's a roller coaster, I'm on it. I don't care. You will not keep me away from being on a roller coaster. And the longer you hang and the faster you go, the better for me. I don't, whatever it is. The more the cheese you pull, Eddie's there. <laughs> yeah, no, certainly that. Uh, I would agree with that. And then uh, there was all sorts of uh, activity taking place. <clears throat> totally geared. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, Yeah, Kevin. In fact, he's the one who referenced that. Uh, as me. Then we went to go see the dolphins at the Mirage. Oh, yeah. And the tigers and the all the other stuff that was out there. <laughs> I got to tell you, and I had to buy all these tickets ahead of time. And, and by the way, if you're going to go to Vegas, you're going to need to buy your tickets two to three weeks in advance at least. Oh. Yeah, so uh, most of this stuff runs out and there is line. So that is uh, something that, that's happened. But uh, watching those dolphins 
you know, who are, are hateful, hateful animals. Um, <laughs> can be quite violent. Much like my six-year-old, uh, Attila the Hun. Uh, they must have na- they, the the dolphins are just hilarious that were that were all there. We had so many, and the leopards and the lion. Oh my God, folks, you just got to go. It's it's something to do. Okay, so I, I'm going to tell you about my um, dining experience. So you know that I'm I'm a bit of a foodie, or I can be. So I visited with the uh, with the casino host down there, and I, I I as long as I've lived in Vegas, I've never actually had the opportunity. <sighs> I can't even say it. like I literally sat down at the bar at L'Atelier de Joel Rubichon, who is a Michelin rated. He is literally oh. considered he is the chef of the century in France. He is wow. in Miami. He has a New York, and then of course in France. I mean, this is this guy is it, the 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 food stupid. Like you're literally chef of the century from France's chef of the century. And I went in there and I I was able to get in, got a reservation. I said they put me right there at the bar. I was sitting next to I was lit down. I'm not even kidding. The couple that was next to me, they were a couple probably my age. You know, my French restaurant experience. They were actually speaking French to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, when I, when it's I got not like the, the French know much about food, you know. No, I mean, no, no. <laughs> you know what was really great when the way that they were sharing like all their food, but they they brought me the the bottle because I owned uh, you know Vouvray Clicquot, and then they had the you know literally brought the other the the wine that I was going to have with with the meal, which I'm going to outline here. If this means anything to any of you, you guys will really enjoy. It. But you have to do this and just watch these guys and their workmanship literally put each plate together. I was watching him put every little piece that they were about to drop. And then I, you know, some people take pictures of food. I was, I sort of felt bad because I took a picture of all my food and then I put it on Instagram. Like, who the hell am I? But what, have I <laughs> what have I become? What have I, become? <laughs> I, I posted it the night before because I was feeling so good. And the next morning I'm like, no, nah, I better not post what I'm eating, you know? Because now I'm going to be like that guy that's posting his food that's on there. Uh, we you, took a lot of pictures at Smith & Walensky's uh, of the steak, the sides, and the dessert. We, we did it, and we don't even care. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I didn't know. I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be like that that guy. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. L'Atelier, it is, uh, it, it is a red and black restaurant, the way that it's designed. You have to go. They were meticulously, like, taking all the – other stuff. We ate Wolfgang Pucks basically every single morning. We had breakfast uh, over there on uh, Friday, Saturday, and then oh, of course, I had to go to a Gordon Ramsay place. wasn't that impressed with the uh, Gordon Ramsay fare. It was more loud and barish, much like his his, uh, his personality, uh, as you know. And then um, went to the uh, you know where you dine right in front of the Bellagio, where you oh, have yeah. the fountains yep. and uh, uh, forget the Mon Ami Gabi, which is where I went. Okay, so my my dinner. Listen to this, folks. I might never do this again on the air after doing this because this is a bit, a bit too much. L'entrée, appetizer, le cochon. This, and every single time they brought something out, he described everything about the plate. Oh. I, no, I loved it. I, I, yeah. I, I, I thought, if this has never happened to you. You're not human if you don't love that. If you, this guy coming up to you and the, the guy – Literally describes everything with with his hand right over your plate, you know. And you're just like, "Whoa, this is this is exactly what you want." Here's what I had: I had something like uh, la cochon, la pisse, de la strongion, sonon, tartine, gratinée, parmesan, parmesan. And they they were realettes of pork, 
And I was like, okay, so I'm getting the, the pork because I, I do like pork. I do like the other white meat, right? Served on a baguette toast with tarragon and, and Parmesan. So I'm like, okay, we'll start simple. I get two choices from this. My God, food should not taste that good. It being <laughs> pork. There's something wrong. I'm like, this is, there's something like totally wrong. It's and I had, it, it was, it was like, I felt bad. I actually left a tiny, I left enough on the plate to feel like, you know, whatever. And I offered my waiter as, as you do when you're in a restaurant, you said, would you like a, a, a glass of, uh, out of my bottle that I'm having? Cause that's what you offer them. Right. Cause you, you're kind of inviting the, the party with you kind of, then I had the Las Gambas, which is the mozzarella salad, blue rock shrimps. But it wasn't there. It was how they did it and the sauce that they drizzled over this. Then I did uh, the spaghettinis, which is just spaghetti, but it wasn't spaghetti. It was, it was stupid. It was rusticella, puttanesca, condiments, and arugula pesto. I got a second of the bread. And I don't like to talk about food very much. I got a second of the bread just so I could go back after what was left of the spaghettini and the pesto combined. Red sauce. With the pesto, if you guys want to try it, I highly recommend you guys do it. And by that time, I had already ordered um, the, the glass of wine that I had, the actual glass of wine, no longer the, uh, the warm-up there. And then we went with the, I went the Malabar pepper filet mignon, sautés chanterelles, oh. which was amazing, and the potatoes with the snap peas. That was called Le Tornados. And then uh, I didn't have time for uh, desserts because we were, we were headed uh, towards the I guess the, the show. So we saw two shows. One was Mystere, which I already talked about, but the other one uh, we were supposed to see, but were able to see because the kids were very, very sleepy after 21,000 steps kind of there. There you go. So that was kind of it, but that was, uh, it, I got to tell you, the kids have never had more fun in their entire life. Uh, Sebastian said he did not want to leave. He literally said to, do we have to go? I don't want to go home. I'm like, oh, you wish? that's all right. We stay here, you know, for the rest of the time. And then I did uh, join the MGM sports book and uh, did all that. But it was just like, and I took pictures of it. There it is, Dowd. I should send you some pictures of that if you want to send oh, it out to our Lord. subscribers. No, I'm just looking okay. online at this uh, chef this of the century. It. Oh, wow. But there's the guy literally putting the work in on every single plate by hand. But and he, it, he, he was named chef of the century by... Go a Miel, a French restaurant guide, in uh, 2009. So a French restaurant guide names you chef of the century. Uh, yeah. You're probably pretty good at what you do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, wow. it's it was really something. So um, yeah, that that has happened. And then earlier in the month uh, when I was there, it, so so I hadn't been in Vegas really in, in years. Yeah, I remember you saying. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm there two times. Uh, in, in less than a month. So, uh, I don't want to make a habit of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait till next month. Ah, <laughs> go. Uh, give us our top five, uh, if you will, for the, uh, rock of talk. Uh, yeah, the, the big top five, uh, you can get this, the daily email we send out for all of our subscribers only less than 20 cents a day. Uh, number one man arrested for harassing at black Friday shopping extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was harassing, uh, at the Coronado mall, uh, assault on a peace officer and drinking in public. Uh, number two, the blaze, uh, Glenn Beck's, uh, uh, website, the Salvation Army has gone woke and, uh, it's getting some mm. pushback and we're happy about that. Uh, number three, Breitbart, uh, Anthony Fauci, I'm sure a lot of people saw this news. He's calling the G GOP critics of his, uh, liars because, of course, we know that 
Fauci's so credible. Uh, the Lincoln Project number four is falling apart. That's the Trump derangement syndrome, pseudo Republicans. And uh, number five, Eddie, this blew me out of the water. My my subscribers always shock me. Um, a piece I posted that was just personal to me. There's a great series on HBO called Succession. It's basically a fictionalized version of the Murdoch family and big media and fighting it out with social media and the Department of Justice getting involved and the, 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 the kids fighting amongst each other. Who's going to run the media empire? Uh, there was a review of it uh, in Political Magazine. I thought no one is going to click on that link. It was the most clicked item wow. on today's email. There you go. Go figure. Go figure. Sophisticated audience are subscribers. They certainly are. Um, I'm going to play a little number here from Mister, and it's called Ulysses. It's literally two men on a globe who are uh, gymnasts who are having a whole other. If you can see each other, see Rock of Talk chat, you're going to get to watch a little something like this. I will tell you that it is the one show uh, that never fails to satisfy. And you can see it over at TI Treasure. Also found something out about, uh, you might want to do a little research on a man by the name of Phil Ruffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, taxi cab driver Pit Boss out of uh, Golden Nugget uh, told me, Dowd, that uh, I guess Phil Ruffin, 85 years young, married to a 40-year-old, married like umpteen times. I don't know how they're going to split up all his casinos and what he's doing, but you know, that's all a giant recipe for disaster, folks. Uh, it just absolutely is. Remember, folks, have all your kids with one person. <laughs> yeah, like three people. And sound policy. Like, <laughs> sound, sound sage advice. Uh, but I will tell you that this is uh, something that was kind of um, amazing uh, to me uh, to learn that Phil Ruffin was Donald Trump's best man or stood in his wedding. So uh, he's kind of like um, uh, an unbelievable capitalist uh, he bought uh, Treasure Island for all of $400 million. I watched the Stardust blow up, and, you know, I know a lot about Vegas. And I got to tell you, I'm very interested in the things that are happening uh, over in Vegas, not to mention the, the water line that's dropping. And then, of course, the advancements on the Colorado River and who has rights to what and how. So those are things that we've got to get into. But I want you to watch the, um, the Ulysses by Cirque du Soleil, and uh, you can watch it directly on Rock of Talk. Uh, .tv. And uh, as always, we appreciate everybody tuning in here into the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, uh, It's absolutely mesmerizing, folks, when you watch uh, two men who are able to hold their body up uh, on each other for like uh, 13, I don't know, was it 12, 13, 14 minutes? It's pretty long. Here it is.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.